It's a special episode of View the Right Thing for a special occasion in Hollywood. Wes, Steve, and Alexis start pleading their cases and placing their bets as to who deserves to and who will win at this year's Academy Awards ceremony. Best of all, you won't have to endure bland red carpet interviews, annoying commercial breaks every two minutes, and no need to dress up in tuxedos, fancy dresses, or pay any attention to doing anything with your hair and makeup. We can't even be sure that our hosts are even wearing pants. It's time for the annual Oscar episode of View the Right Thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to another episode of View the Right Thing. Yes, it's welcome. Our annual Oscars podcast. Oscars. Hey. Some Oscars. And we've got Steve, as I'm always. Steve. And we have Alexis. Hello. She came back. Yay. We lured her back with candy. Oh, wait, there's candy? <laughs> Not for you. We used it all to lure her back. We had to like put it outside her door and then oh. roll down the street and a little, yeah, a little further down. Yeah, all the way here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Acceptable. <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to talk Oscars. It's always our longest podcast, so we're not probably going to do a ton of preamble, but just to catch up real quick, anybody up to anything exciting lately? Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah? Well, tonight after this recording, I'll be on Shameless on Showtime. <laughs> Woo! Oh so, gosh. by the time you hear this, go to your Showtime On Demand and watch Shameless Season 9, Episode 11. Kind of scary. And for people who've only heard you and not seen you, yeah. what do they need to look out for? Watch for the scene in the Shrimp Shack. Shrimp Shack? Yeah. <laughs> shrimp Shack. Oh, that sounds good. I want some Shrimp Shack right now. I do too. <laughs> All right. Three. I, okay, now I don't watch Shameless. Um, as one I've been wanting to like get into, but it's like so many seasons in now, so I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, Nine seasons in. Is the Shrimp Shack... Uh, Often on the show, or I know it's been on previous episodes before the episode that I am in. It's not like their central perk or anything, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no. not quite. Okay, not not that many episodes. <laughs> Faux show. Okay, uh, Alexis, what, what have you been up to? Oh my goodness, <clears throat> um, I have been sewing up a storm. So aside oh. from being an actor, I'm also a seamstress. Um, and I was altering a bunch of the awards season outfits what? for yeah. Whoa! I, I altered Linda Perry's outfits. Linda Perry of Four Non Blondes. You got it. The songwriter for Pink. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, she was nominated with Dolly Parton for Dumplin' for Best Original oh, yeah. Song. Oh, Dumplin'. I know. Dumplin's cute. And uh, now my award season is done, so I can oh. breathe. Um, and get back to more acting. And, There's still a week before Oscar night. You might get uh, oh, called up to help with alterations. <laughs> last minute, last minute alterations again. That, that is a highly possible cool. situation. Make but, them pay. Yes. Make them pay triple. Oh, oh, they they pay. Oh, okay, okay. Good. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Have you have you been given any like crazy outfit to have to alter that like some other like famous designers outfit and then they're like, oh, we need you to take this in. We need you to take this 
what's the famous episode? Versace? Versace. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would assume it's a Donatella Versace, but <laughs> does she design or does she just keep her brother's uh, legacy alive? I, I, no comment. Fair okay. Enough. Fair enough. Okay. How about, um, she's going to get political. How about Alexander McQueen? Oh. Um, they have been, uh, other like off brands. Oh, okay. Like that are Probably if you have like end, a, but. If you have like a Tom Ford or whatever, Gomez. you probably like Tom Ford. That he's this outfit, right? Uh, they probably do it themselves, huh? For, um, the, for something like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I like Tom Ford. I like, well, as a director, I like Tom Ford. Cool. Wait, does he, he direct and that. design? We did. We've did. done a Tom oh Ford movie on man. this podcast. Oh yeah, uh, a yeah. single man. That you know, I have the memory of a he garden. Did, he did nocturnal animals also. Oh. Anyway. All right. Who's that? Amy Adams? That's Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) And Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, We laughed because we're talking about him. City Slickers, Jake Gyllenhaal. City Slickers. He's he's one of uh, Billy Mm -hmm. Crystal's kids. What? Yes. I thought the first thing he did was like uh, October Sky or something. No. No. He was a little kid. No. Wow. Good for him. Good for him for being a little kid. Way to go, go, Jake Gyllenhaal. I wonder if you got to pet that cow. Pet so. that cow? Yeah, remember he gets a baby, Billy Crystal in the first movie, he gets a baby cow. Oh, right. And in the second movie, the cow lives with them in their house. And he like, goes on a jog with the cow. I'd be very surprised. Goat. No, Norman the cow. Oh, right. Norman the cow. All right, because this is a kid who said, hello. Yeah. And that's a cow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I need to revisit City Slickers more than two. Yeah, I like City Slickers a lot. Yeah, those were big movies. Big uh, funny movies. All right, so we're going to talk Oscars. We're going to jump into it. We're going to cover every category. We're going to say what we think will win and what we want to win. Because sometimes what we think is kind of the Academy's going to go with is not what we're passionate about. Right. Um, Very true. I have an order I have decided. And um, we'll take turns and who's going to go first and mid and last. All right. Um, so we're going to start with the short film live action category. Short film live action. Looking at Steve's fingers to see where his fingers go on his thing so I can find it on mine. Alexis is already got action it. short film. All right, and Steve is going to go first. Oh boy! Uh, well, I haven't seen any of these, unfortunately. Sweet. So I picked that Favre is going to win, and I want Favre to win because I think the people need a documentary about Brett Favre. I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's what I marked down. So There's no R in it. I'm, I've said all I can say about Favre. Okay. All right, that's it. That's all you want to say. That's all. I haven't seen any of those shorts. Yeah, I haven't. I saw pieces of some of them. Um, so uh, I picked Marguerite Ooh. to win, as well as my my pick. I saw clips from different ones, so oh. that was the one I would kind of like was the most intrigued with. Um, and it's about a nurse. I'm not sure if she's a living nurse, but a nurse that's taking care of an elderly woman. Oh, um, who. Uh, as they learn, as the older woman learns about her caretaker, they start to bond. But Ooh. they have they come from like very different lives, and it sort of causes the older woman to reflect on her own life. Mm. And um, it kind of is sparked by the fact that she, while being given a bath, the nurse steps out of the room to take a phone call with her significant other, and is like, "Oh, I'll see you later. I love you." Blah blah. And then she, the older woman's like, "Oh, is that your boyfriend?" And she's like, "It's my girlfriend." And it's like just color kind of drains from her. It's like there's there's this real disconnect. Yeah. Um, and so throughout the course of the short film, I, they 
they bond and she reflects on her own love. So um, I think it's timely. And uh, yeah. so, so I picked that one. Um, uh, before I talk about the other ones, do you want to say your picks? And because I'm curious what you picked. Well, that was a hard one for me as well because I didn't see any of them. Yeah. So I kind of had a question mark. But after you talked about Marguerite. <laughs> That's not allowed? Oh. Where's your question mark at? Uh, it was at Marguerite. Far, oh, at Marguerite. All right. You can put your, all right. If the question mark is at Marguerite, yeah, you can put it there. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> oh, man. Was what like, a cheater. That sounds really good. <laughs> what a cheater. I don't make the rules and I barely you wanna know hear, the rules. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You wanna hear, do you want to hear about a couple of the other ones or at least one other one? Mother was also intriguing to me. Uh, Mother is, um... It's about a, that Danzig song. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a thriller. Um, I think the whole thing takes place in one room. Ooh. Um, the mother's, uh, kid, I can't remember if it's a, a boy or a girl, goes away with the dad for a weekend, I think, to the beach. And she gets this phone call, um, that the kid is in trouble. And it's Rip her, time. sort of like a harrowing thing about her trying to figure out how she can protect and save her kid. Um, and they're going to make a feature film based on this. Oh. Like it, it, I guess the short film, obviously it wow. did well. Um, and, did... and I believe the whole thing is all in the, the one room. Interesting. I'm still going to stick with Marguerite. So then we have, <laughs> there's a really controversial one called detainment. Detainment. And I watched three clips from this and one of the kids that's in this is utterly brilliant. Whoa. Um, it's a kid from the Babadook. No, I've never oh. seen these kids. They're they're British, so it's um a story about uh these two boys that um lured away uh, a a toddler and killed him. Ooh. And oh no. They used the transcripts and the recordings from the police station for the script and oh. for the actors to reference. And so and the two boys are sort of blaming each other. Right. Um and it it looks very, very good. The one one of the kids is like so believable, and it's very raw. Wow! Um, but uh, I think the family of I don't know if it's the family of one of them or the family of the the murdered kid did not want this movie to come out, sure. and they they sort of lambasted in the papers hmm. the Academy for allowing it to be nominated for an Academy Award. Wow. So, so it's, it's based on that true story? Yeah, no name changes or anything? No, I don't believe so. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very controversial. Wow. Understandably so. It could be interesting if it wins, but I don't know. So do you want to change Ooh. your question mark? Or stick with Marguerite? I'm okay. going to stick with Marguerite. All right. <clears throat> Detainment just gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Never you can you can look up. I think on YouTube they have like the three clips put together. Whoa! Um, and you can find the, the the bathtub clip from Marguerite there as well. Whoa! Um, uh, so we had skin was the other one, but I don't know anything about it. All right, we're moving on. Short film animated. I'll start. Um, all right, short film animated. So we have animal behavior. You have bow. Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. I'm picking Bao for both my pick and the Academy's pick. I think it's hard to beat Pixar. Right. Um, I also think it was a very, like, touching story. Beautiful story. That was told really well. However, I will say that I almost put my want for Weekends. Oh. Um, I loved Weekends an awful lot. But I just, I think Bao for me just has that edge. Visually, it's more, more... Beautiful as well to me. So. Mm. 
Uh, okay, so now it's Alexis's turn to tell us what short film animated. I also said bow. Okay, for both. Um, for both. Yeah. And I unfortunately didn't actually see it. Oh. But oh. <laughs> I know. But um, heard so many people talk about it, and I I heard the description of what it was, and I have a lot of people that are. Is it Filipino? What was the... I think it's... Uh, um, I think it was directed by a, a Chinese. I, I want to say Chinese. Because, yeah, I mean, I think traditionally Bao is a Chinese, a Chinese thing anyway. But um, um, I'm not 100% have, sure. Asian. I have Asian, a lot of Asian friends. Yeah. And they talked to me about how much it meant to them. Yeah. And because there's a, a vastly underrepresented... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, in, in the film world yeah. as a whole and i really loved how it touched so many people yeah it like, spoke to that culture and, yeah. yeah and i'm all about inclusivity yeah so yeah. um that is why i chose bow well that's good i saw like bits of it i didn't see the full thing but i thought it was very lovely and it's a good reasons mm -hmm. no. yeah steve i'm here to shake it up a little bit you guys awesome i also chose bow <laughs> <laughs> for both uh, for both, yeah. yeah. I, I really loved it when I saw it. I believe it was attached to Incredibles 2. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's a very beautiful story. I probably shed a tear while watching it. It was quite a few months ago. I don't remember for sure. But it's a safe bet. And I want it to win, yeah. I want it to win, and I think it will win. Because, again, hard to beat Pixar. Yeah, I agree. Wicked hard to beat Pixar. Did I, did I re-see any of the others? Did you guys see Weekends or anything? No. Weekends I really liked. Um, it was not a story like I related to. No. It was about um, this boy whose parents are no longer together and his dad uh, comes and picks him up on the weekends. I um, was actually going to jokingly guess that that's what it was yeah. about. That is, okay. Uh, and the lives that his mother, that he lives with his mother and the life that he lives with his father are very, very different. Yeah. And the father is sort of like indulging in like, bachelor dude things like he's buying lots of collectibles oh and, yeah um, they're watching scary movies together and they order food because they can't cook and yeah um and then he comes home to his mom and his mom is at first sad and then there's a new guy and uh -oh. then the new guy is uh, they imply is abusive yeah um i, I guess they kind of show it but um and just sort of like there's this it's very subtle thing about the mom, I think, kind of learning to, like, love being with just the the boy mm. and not needing to have to have someone else. Um, whereas the father ends up kind of moving on and getting remarried and stuff and moving out of the comfort of what the boy knows. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like a very personal, beautiful story. And there's a lot that's, like, unsaid. There's a moment where he looks out. His father lives in a city. And he looks out and he sees a building across the way and there's a light and there's what I believe is another child, but you can only see a little silhouette waves at him. Oh. And they never explore that. It's just one of these like unsaid things. Um, and it's not a, an incredibly cathartic, it doesn't have a cathartic ending. I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't end up picking it. Oh. Um, but uh, I thought it was beautiful, so. Weekend. And I believe you can watch that online. Cool. I'll watch it. This weekend. Ha ha! Hey. Easiest joke ever written, folks. <laughs> All right. Next up, sound editing. Ooh. I know we're all looking for sound it, editing. Huh? I've got it on the far right side yes. of the page. Okay, in so, the middle. so let's. So this is where people get confused a lot between sound editing and sound mixing. Yes. So sound editing is all of the um, 
gathering all of the pieces of sound in a film. So all of the dialogue, all of the sound effects, all of the music. Um, it's not the mixing exactly of that. Um, it's sort of like, um, I read an analogy where it's like sound editing is the composer. Um, and the mixing is more like, uh, the, the orchestra Mm. together. Mm. Um, so, so sound editing, the, the gathering of, of all of these sounds. Uh, oh, and this one is going to be started by Alexis. Oh, that's funny. Um, um, I am amused that I picked this, um, but I said A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Which I really wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Lexus. Uh. It, it, I, um, it was almost available on Netflix, and then when I went to go watch it, it wasn't available anymore. Whoa, oh, I have it. You I don't remember just... it ever coming to Netflix. Um so we should have pooled our resources on this because you had have. stuff that I didn't have and I had stuff that you had yes. to have. Um, but I watched excerpts of it to like get an idea of what it was like. Sure. Yeah. And I was, I was very impressed with how it was put together. Yeah. And um, I love John Krasinski. Yeah. And Emily Blunt. Um, so like they helped a little bit, but. Um, I think that what I was able to watch from it was really impressive. So in, in, is that your pick for both? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is. <laughs> I know. I found myself picking both a lot this more this year than I ever have. Yeah? Yeah. I might have too. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sorry. I, I kind of cut you off. Did you, is there anything you want to say about it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> so Steve, you're up next. Um, I think Bohemian Rhapsody will get it. I think it's the most popular among the category. Interesting. In terms of, uh, well, in terms of sound, for sure, because people love the music of Queen, but also a big part of the movie is indeed sound editing, where there lots of footage of them in the studio working on creating the sound of, of their own rock and roll songs. Um, so I do think it will win, and I mostly want it to win, uh, but I put A Quiet Place for my want to win, because as flawed as a quiet place can be, it's a sound is very important in the movie. Yeah. I love Krasinski, I love Emily Blunt, and I think that movie should get some kind of an Oscar. <laughs> so basically, I want both movies to win. I think Bohemian Rhapsody will win. Okay. Because sound editing is a major part of the story. So we're gonna so this is our first one. We're all in different places on this. All Interesting. Right. Um I picked First Man both for want and Ooh. will win. Um the the sound in that film is so specific and like detailed and like precision. Yeah. And um I think like when you look at do you guys see the movie? No. no of course not. So there's sound. obviously you know they go to the moon. Um <laughs> so when they when they like the lead up to them going out of the capsule onto the moon is like the best example of sound editing I can think of. It's just like th- all of these like really beautiful, precise things and then just nothing. Wow. And it's just like, it, it shakes you in your seat. It like huh. jars you. Um, and I also, uh, the um, radio transmission that they yeah. do in the film sounds identical to the original, but it's actually the actors doing it. Whoa. Um, and that's really impressive. So That's awesome. Um so yeah, I uh, I picked that for both. 
nice. but they were all they're all really good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, you're right, Bohemian Rhapsody is and Quiet Place. That's but a tough call. What I love about Quiet Place is, um, again, going back to like really specific sounds because there's so much of it in just silence mm. that when there is a sound, it has to be perfect. Right. If it's not, if it's like. If if somebody fumbles that that job, that movie doesn't work. Right. So it's very very important. And also, I mean, Black Panther, incredible sound, but I feel like these couple movies, sure, sound is a much bigger part of of the story. Right. Oh yeah, I think that's going to get points in the voting <laughs> department. Sound mixing. So this is this is the person who mixes the sound decides how the audience hears everything. Yeah. So like placing echoes and mixing things together and what's louder like is the music louder than the dialogue so you can barely hear the dialogue or is it really important to hear the dialogue that kind of stuff so putting all those those individual pieces together and making them work as one unit yeah so uh on this one steve you go first interesting because (laughs) i picked for both black panther oh interesting i think i think panther will win sound mixing cool I don't have any justification for that other than, again, like I said, the sound was really good. You know, you yeah. got the segment where, like, all the different tribes are showing up at the big, at the mm, you know, the yeah. challenge and whatnot. And you got stampeding animals, magnet train. You know, we were able to hear T'Challa's voice, even though he was just whispering the whole way through the movie. Um, but I think it's a really interesting choice, too, because, like, when right. you think about the scene... The scenes when they're on the waterfall fighting, both those scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like how much had to go into the tribes chanting, dialogue, fight sounds, the sounds of a waterfall in a jungle, right. and mm-hmm. music. Like that's got to be super difficult with a loud right. situation, oh, yeah. like a loud yeah. location. And like I, that. Yeah. And I, I was totally thinking about absolutely all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for asking me first. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm. I wasn't. I, I'm next on sound mixing. Um, I picked both Want and I, I, those my whole ballot's gonna be like this. Picked Want and Will Win for Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah. I think the way they made all those sequences work together is especially the Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I mean, yes. uh, we Desiree and I watched this uh, this behind the scenes feature out where they showed they they had regular people submit them singing Bohemian Rhapsody oh, on really? a website, and then they took a bunch of those. And layered them together and put an echo in because that's who the crowd is in the Wembley Stadium as regular people who submitted on a website. Wow. Why didn't I see that? Yeah. And like, like how they like layered all that in and then with the music and then with, um, with Freddie's voice. It's just really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah. Wembley Stadium scene. Yeah. It's one of the best scenes last year, I thought. Um, but yeah, so I picked Bohemian Rhapsody to, to win. Yeah. And uh, and I and I loved I loved that as much as I love these other movies, um, Star is Born I really really liked, um, and again when you're dealing with concert stuff I think it's it's always a challenge to try to make all that stuff work together. Very true. Um, but uh, yeah, going here. So Alexis. Um, so after hearing you, Steve, talk about Black Panther, I I totally agree that it was you don't it was, have to no no no. i do oh I, I loved black panther i thought it was amazing and we'll get into that nice. later but um i did end up choosing bohemian rhapsody for All both right. personal choice and win yeah because i thought it was just impeccable mm-hmm. like so obviously 
it, they weren't he wasn't singing to Freddie Mercury's voice. It was a blend of this guy who is a Freddie Mercury impersonator oh. and his voice. And Rami Malek, all three yeah. of them, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I the way that they were able to blend that and it it looked it seemed as if he was singing. Have you seen the video of him doing the one take of the, the impersonator, there's a video online of him sitting at a piano and he sings Bohemian Rhapsody all in one take. Wow. And uh, and he sounds almost identical to Freddie wow. Mercury. It's Gosh. insane. Ugh. It's a tough voice. <clears throat> well, it's interesting because, you know, in the movie that he talks about how his teeth are forward. Yeah. And so he has that, like, concave thing in his mouth. This guy, when he does Freddie, he... Um, he kind of like changes the way his mouth, like oh. he 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 pulls his jaw back to kind of I think create that. That effect. totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean as a as a singer, like yeah, the the space in your mouth um, feels differently. Like I I used to have tonsils, and oh. they were so large that they held the back of my tongue down. Oh wow! And interesting. When I got them taken out, it um, I had to relearn how to sing because. There was no muscle holding that down. Whoa! I mean, there was, but I had to train yeah. it because. Yeah. Um, but I, I just sorry that was That's random. Cool. No, no, no. But cool. um, I yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody all the way. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Radical. We've come to the moment where we get to bring in a fourth person for one category. Oh. Yeah. Production design, Desi. Hey. hey. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, production design, just real quick, we got The Favorite, Black Panther, Roma, First Man, and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah, yes. I think that's right. That's right. I think all definitely worthy of the nomination. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, no, there's no. nothing on there that I'm like, oh, why'd that get on there? Sure. <laughs> um, I had a kind of a hard time. First Man and Roma are both really good. Um, I don't think they're as good as the other three that are on this list. Okay. Personally. I have a question about that, but we'll follow up in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that Roma, because it's in black and white, might have been harder for me to hmm. like go, oh, the set design is really good. Well, you know, actually, it's my follow-up now, since you're talking about Roma. Okay, go ahead. Um... Do you think the fact that Roma is like all locations hurts? Maybe, um, but not necessarily because the favorite is also on location. Also on location, almost entirely. Mm-hmm. But the difference between Roma and the favorite is that you have like something that's hundreds of years old versus something that's like fifty years old. Do you know what I mean? Like, like something's yeah. really, really more modern and and we're used to versus yeah, something yeah. that like people dream about getting to go see in person. Right. And there'll be, I don't think people like typically dream of seeing like houses in Mexico city. In the seventies. In the Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, it, it is very good. And especially like, you know, there's scenes where she's going in and out of rooms on the upper floor and like the camera is in, in one place. In Roma? Or yeah. In okay. Roma. And she's, like, going between the different rooms, like, doing her job, like, picking things up and putting things away and making beds. Yeah. And, like, you're not going with her. You're just, you're, you're the house, and you're just watching her. Turn the lights off. When she turns rooms. lights off, it's, like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it is good. I think it deserves a nomination. Uh, it's not what I picked. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. 
Um, Mary Poppins is excellent. Uh, but it's also not my pick. Whoa. <laughs> well, they did a lot of, like, really interesting, um, like, practical effects that, like, yeah. worked in conjunction. Like, like the bathtub thing is yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, for anybody who doesn't know, she actually slid down a slide in the bathtub backwards. Yeah, there's like, oh, there's like so a bathtub cool. without a bottom and then like bubbles over it and she goes like through the bubbles down a slide. Whoops. Backwards, yeah. It's pretty cool. Like you can see the video of it Whoa. online. Yeah. So that's, cool. that's fantastic. How did they um, keep the bubbles in the bathtub? <laughs> Magic. I guess so. Magic bubbles, Steve. But not um, your pick. Not my pick. Okay. Uh... I had a really hard time between Black Panther and The Favorite. Oh. Which are very different. Um, Black Panther, I, I really respect because, you know, you're you're completely creating something that does not exist. Like, a whole city and sets and this environment that is their culture. And it's incredible. Like, they did such a good job with it. Well, like, the roofs. The thatch roofs on the like tall, almost like sky rise buildings right, is really, yeah. really like, like the, interesting. The mixture of that sort of modern and that you know old school African feel is plus technology is like blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was always intrigued by when he um, when he goes down to Shuri's lab. They go kind of down that like spirally, and it's like circular. Yeah. That whole room, that whole lab is circular, and that always like. I don't know why, but something about that is really, really intriguing to me on a visual level. Yeah, yeah. That that whole movie is incredible. I mean, the costume design is amazing, too. Um, but, well, <laughs> that's, you know, that's going to come up later, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, the favorite, I actually didn't see, but uh, in preparation, I watched some, you know, sort of behind the scenes on the, the production design and stuff, and it's really interesting because it is all shot on location, but... The location is not like they change a lot of stuff. Right. Like they mm. create the environment of the movie within this historical location and building and setting and like you know, like they show some sort of pictures of like how it is normally if you go there as a tourist and it's very different. It's really interesting to me. Like they use the architecture and they use a lot of the, you know, like the paintings for example, but they strip it down a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, partially to make it more true to the time period, mm-hmm. but also partially to make it more true to the feel of the film. Sure. Um, so that's, you know, again, a lot of thought went into that process, and it's very stylized, and it's not 100%. You know, it's not like she was like, well, I'm just going to recreate this historically accurate, you know, what it looked like. It it's, has its own story. So, is, so, what? I was going to ask, so is this your pick? <laughs> I, I, I think the favorite will win, but I kind of want Black Panther okay. to win. Okay, fair enough. All so right. That's my pick. <laughs> Thank you for high fives for you. Um, okay, so uh, I'm next on production design. I, I picked the favorite for both. I think generally uh, in this category, if you have a period piece, they almost always win, which is why I picked it. Um I, having watched behind-the-scenes stuff on it, that's why I, I ended up wanting it to win. Um, just the having seen what furniture they normally have in that place and what they replaced in there is there is a very stark contrast between 
what's normally in that as sort of like a museum um, and then what they brought in themselves and I, I was like they should just leave the stuff from the movie in there because it looks so much better um, I was just really really impressed with like the thought that went into um, making those scenes work and I think you kind of alluded to this idea that um, they used multiple locations in different ways so like they just would redress a location or shoot it from another angle with different lighting um, and they were able to like kind of stay in this one place and use it in different ways so um, like that's like, I, always a lot of respect for like dressing for the different events the that different happen events. in the same room right like, like that's the race very, and yeah there's like the ball and the party and like dinner party versus yeah. dancing versus like shenanigans like all that would happen in the same room but like furniture gets moved around things get dressed up for parties you know it's, yeah it's really and they all have a different feel yeah and that's what's so impressive about it so that was why i picked the way i did uh alexis you're next production design it was it was also a tough one for me um mainly between black panther and the favorite i loved mary poppins returns but i had some issues with it oh um mainly the one that sticks out the most is the the bike scene where they're Bikes? they're like yeah. running back and forth on the ladder and stuff Yes, oh, yeah. um, because I saw big wheel huffies in the background. Oh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And that pissed me off. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do all of this creative oh, she's waving her CGI fingers, yes. stuff. It's getting serious. If you can't, like, like fix the the wheels, like, in post, if you can't make them look like old time, yeah. like, what's the point of doing everything else in the film? Yeah. Wow. It yeah. really, really pulled me out, and I was angry the rest of the Oh, no. So you're saying you saw like BMX like tread kind of wheels? Yeah. Wow. Mixed in with these like really beautiful old school right. like metal rickety bikes. And yeah. I get wow. why they had to use those because you can't do that on the rickety bike. Right. But it pulled me out completely. Yeah. Um and that they lost a lot of points on that one. Ooh. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um and I did I really loved the favorite. I it was just stunning. And I love how they blended, you know, it, it was definitely a period piece, but they took some liberties with it and really funked it up. Um, but I went with Black Panther. Oh, cool. I Wait, so for both? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I like it. Black Panther for both. I like it. It was... I was so excited about that film while I was watching it. And, like, I, I feel like I'm kind of a, a hard sell. <laughs> um, I, I get very picky. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Apparently, bikes. <laughs> wow, that made me angry. So, okay. so this is the one before we a started recording that you were angry about. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just checking. Oh. Yes, I was like, I'll tell you later. Um, um, but I, I thought Black Panther in each location they were at, they really went all the way, um, right. and. I was so pleased the entire time I was watching it. So I feel like they should win for production design. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> and then... <sighs> Good eye, everyone. I assume Steve is next. Okay. For production design. Uh, I want to thank Steve for inviting me to fill in for him for this one category. My name's Andy Serkis. You might remember me from King Kong. Uh, but I was also in a movie, you probably couldn't recognize me, in a movie called Black Panther. And it looks like my friend Steve has picked Black Panther to win, and also as his should win. 
So I'm Andy Serkis, watch King Kong, directed by Peter Jackson. It's only 14 years old. And thank you very much. Steve's coming back from the bathroom there. So I have I do have something to say about about Black Panther. Oh guys, what happened? Not to, <laughs> not to be contrarian, but uh, um, and I do respect a lot about Black Panther, the design of Black Panther. Um, so much of that is green screen. Yeah, very true. I wonder if that's going to hurt its chances. It probably will. Um, if you look at like especially like a lot of the outdoor stuff, um, it's uh, if you look at behind the scenes photos, it's like two actors and giant blocks of green mm. around them, and then like a little bit of trees. Like most of the forest was green screened. Yeah. Most of the buildings were green screened. But the production designer still has to design what that looks like. Very true. Uh, one might argue. May one may, it, one might argue that that would fall under visual effects. Maybe. Well, then, in the same respect, what about Mary Poppins Returns? Mary Poppins Returns used used a lot of like actual practical effects, though. Okay. Like all the bikes. Like a lot of yeah, a lot of that. The, yeah, a lot of the stuff they did in Mary Poppins is is bikes. So I mean, not bikes. It's, it's <laughs> she said bikes. It made me say bikes. There we go. Bikes on the brain. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think all of these films have some green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're not Rama, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and probably not probably some in the favorite. There's probably a little bit green screen. Maybe some of the outdoor stuff they might have judged mm-hmm. it, but um, I don't know for sure. But um, most films now have green screen. But like Marvel films have a oh, crazy amount. I mean, when you look at man, outdoor stuff especially. Like yeah. a lot of the terrain in any Marvel film does not exist in real life. Right. Yeah. So to be fair, some of those screens are blue. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're right. Uh, I so can't wait for purple. I'm not saying things. I'm not saying it shouldn't win. I'm not saying it was a bad pick. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's going to hurt it in mm. some way. It very well could. Okay. Uh, very well could. It's like it's visual synthesizing. You know. Yeah. People oh. hate synth pop. <laughs> they might hate synth viz. Okay. <laughs> Did I get to read mine when I was in the bathroom? What happened? Uh, Andy Circus read it for you. Oh, did he leave? Yeah. Imagine air quotes around Andy Circus. Whoa, <laughs> man. That guy's cool. I can't do an impression of him at all. Um, so I was really glad to know that he was here for at least a minute. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so we got costume. Uh, Alexis is going to lead that off. Thanks, Desi, for your help. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got for us, Alexis? It was... It was really hard for me. Yeah. Like, incredibly difficult because Mary Queen of Scots had incredible, um, incredible costumes. Uh, And I I love me a period piece. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I was really feeling Mary Queen of Scots. I was really feeling the favorite because they were just so stunning. Um, And... Mary Poppins Returns was very fun and, like, different. They, they kept with the time, the, mm-hmm. the theme, but they definitely played with it. Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, it was fine. It was not my fave. I also didn't like it. <laughs> so that, but that's a Coen Brothers movie for it, you. Yeah, and Coen Brothers are hit or miss for me. you got to watch them a fifth time, and then it all falls into right. place. That's... That's the tricky part with those guys. Um, you have to force yourself through four screenings. But I, I actually went with Black Panther for both. Oh. Okay. Because they created 
tribe wear that doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I loved how they they played with like even the I know it doesn't go with costumes, but like their makeup and it just all went together so beautifully. And um, the I I just really loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I I went with Black Panther for both my choice and what I believe will win. I love it. Excellent. <laughs> Steve, what you got? Oh, hang on. I got to go blow my nose. No, come on. <laughs> uh, Good eye. It's me, uh, the guy who played Black Panther. Uh-huh. And uh, I think uh, Steve, it looks like he selected uh, Black Panther to win and as he should win in costume design. I'm not Andy Serkis. I'm the guy who played Black Panther. Bye. Gosh. Oh, hey, guys. What did I miss? Uh, so what I like about uh, costume design this year is that they're all different time periods. Totally. And in different styles. So um, uh, it was really tough to decide who I think will win. Mm. Um, I kind of like production production design. I think costume tends to lean heavily into period, especially if there's lots of frills and bows yeah. and and ruffles and whatever so i between mary queen of scots and the favorite i chose the favorite Mm. um i think it probably has the better shot Mm -hmm. especially because they played with some um non-traditional gender costumes for that period Mm -hmm. um my want is black panther (laughs) um not not just for the reasons you said but also because everything every costume means something in that film and i'm a big fan of like color psychology and the fact that like um you know, you've got three characters that represent like the Pan African flag, and then you also have like Andy Circus comes in and he's oh, wearing, is he in that? And he's wearing like colonial blue. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh, I don't know. I just thought there was just so much thought put into, and I think, you know, what you were saying about the tribes, like creating outfits for tribes that don't exist, but also like respecting what does exist. Yes. It was so important. And uh, um, it's a very important film. I don't think it's going to win, mm-hmm. but. I want it to. <laughs> if it wins, I'll be very... Even though I won't get the points, as many points, I'll be very happy that it won. Yes. Okay. Hair and makeup. Steve, what you got for me? Hair and makeup. Where is it on the page uh, here? It's in the middle, maybe. Yeah, it's right in the middle, almost. Uh, it says makeup, makeup and hair. First. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Excuse me. I think Mary, Queen of Scots, probably will win. Um... I put Vice for my should win. However, since Darkest Hour just won for a very similar kind of thing, I think that Vice probably won't for that reason. So I think Mary Queen of Scots probably will. I think Vice should. We'll keep it simple. Okay. Uh, Oh, it's my turn. Uh, I picked Vice for both. Will, ah. will win and want to win. I didn't see Vice. Oh. I actually haven't seen any any of these movies. Ah. Um, I know I've seen <laughs> visuals and stuff from them, but um, and I know a lot about them. I, the reason I picked Vice is like you know Christian Bale gaining forty pounds aside, yeah. like being able to show him at different eras of Dick Cheney's right. life, um, and that transformation. The fact that he you know he was like in like makeup for four hours a day. Yeah, you know. I think it says a lot. I think you have a really good point that maybe um, the fact that Darkest Hour won just uh, won could hurt its chances. Right. But um, I kind of not to spoil anything coming up, but I kind of don't think Vice is going to take much at the Academy oh, Awards. All right. So I think this maybe is its shot to to jump in there. There's Very one or two plays, but anyways. 
But yeah, so that's my pick, both Vice. Nice. What you got, Alexis? I really want Mary Queen of Scots to win. I thought it was beautiful. I they they stuck with the theme. They stuck with how like so Queen Elizabeth at a certain point in her life cut all of her hair off right. and turned it all into wigs. Oh wow. Um and so they were able they and like she had oh she developed some illness and she got like blotches sparks yeah. all Elizabeth over the her. first Yes. I never know about this. Um, well, because they usually make her pretty. Very true. In films. And so I love that they, they stuck with wh- how she actually, right. well, you know, <laughs> how we imagine she looked. Yeah. Um, and it it just was stunning. And they showed how she would, she like wore a ridiculous amount of makeup. She yeah. never took her makeup off. Ooh. Ever. They always just kept putting more and more oh. on. Um, and so they made it look... Like, she never took her makeup off. Wait, did she not, like, bathe? She never washed her face. Whoa. Crazy. Um, it, it was a, a vanity thing because she wanted to look prettier. I guess you think of, like, the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Crazy. Saoirse Ronan was just fantastic. The The whole... I thought that is what should win. However, I think that Vice is going to win. Right. Um, because of, you know, the, the prosthetics that were put on Christian Bale and, uh, the dude that played w. Oh, Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, yeah. yeah. Sam Rockwell. He had to eat a chicken wing with all that makeup on. <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple of, like, uh, a more subtle, like Amy Adams and Steve Carell mm-hmm. in it, which is way, way more subtle, obviously, than the yeah. others, but, like... I don't want to say dumbed down, but, like, they kind of dumbed down Amy Adams. I mean, like, mm. she, they made her look a little more plain than she is. Yes. You know, and that that, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. They also uh, transformed Medea into <laughs> into uh, General Colin Powell. Yeah. That was pretty pretty daring. Yeah. Medea. I didn't know that. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, well, oh. that lady who plays yes. Medea played General Colin <laughs> Powell. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... By the way, uh, it's me again. I've uh, I've worn one of those Queen Elizabeth wigs. Okay, bye. All right. Um, okay, so let's move on to visual effects. We start with Steve again. Where is it on the page? I think it's on the right near the bottom. Oh, yeah. Bottom. There we go. All right, visual effects. Yep. Some pretty good stuff in this category. There is, there is some good stuff in this mm-hmm. category. Part of me wanted to go with Solo. Oh, yeah. Just because I love the big reveal when they're making the Kessel Run. Sure. But that's not enough to get in an Academy Award. Okay. I want Avengers Infinity War to win. And I think Avengers Infinity War will win. Okay. Hmm. Well, let's talk about Solo for a second. All right. Because they did some really cool stuff with that. Instead of just going straight digital, um, like when they go into hyperspace yeah. in the Millennium Falcon... Um, they had a giant rear projection screen in front of them Whoa. that projected the hyperspace so that way the lights were accurate on the actors and oh, they could actually cool. react to what was going to be shown digitally on screen. Wow. Really cool idea. That is a cool idea. So they, they did some really neat like sort of mixtures of physical or practical and, yeah. and CG. I didn't I, know that. Which I thought was kind of cool. Way to go, Solo. <laughs> um, I picked 
Avengers of Infinity War to win. Oh. It is one of the biggest special effects extravaganzas I've ever seen. Yeah. It's such an ambitious film. They, like, married so many, like, different films together. Yeah. That yeah. And just think about how incredible just the scene where Nebula is is Oh, is yeah, when they turn the camera. Yeah. That's incredible. And so that's cool. a, such a small moment. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, that's not the one I wanted to win. No. Um, well, you think it will win. You I think it will. something else to win. I want Ready Player One to win. Wow. You, you think that because of Spielberg or because... Of what I'm about to say. All right, so <laughs> because Chucky shows up. Uh, no, oh. um, it's not the CG stuff that actually. For the reasons I think Avengers will win. Yeah. Um, those aren't the reasons why I wanted this to win because there was a lot of characters and a lot of like mixing of those things that we yeah. just talked about. It was the work that they did behind the scenes to All make right. that visual stuff work. So like they built like the shape of a DeLorean with pipes and actually had them in a car wow. and they were shaking it during motion capture stuff. That's um, cool. For like the, um, some of the Oasis stuff, I think for like the nightclub, they actually digitally built that world in VR. Yeah. So the actors could have VR on when they were doing their motion capture. So they're looking That's... at the, cause characters are different heights. Right. So they're actually looking at the place that they're supposed to be looking. That's just incredible. Like, awesome. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of a director doing that. Like, it's revolutionary. I, I didn't even know that happened for this movie. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And, and man, <laughs> the freaking Overlook Hotel. Yeah, that was rad. That whole sequence is unbelievable. It looks so real. They got it. They got every detail down Yeah. to just such a fine point. Yeah. That I, I really wish it could win, but I, I know it's not going to. I think they should have put a Shelley Duvall running around in there, though. Yeah. How much <laughs> How much fun would that have been? If Shelley Duvall had been running around with the bat, you know, give, I, throw, some, throw her some money for the likeness rights and what have you? Yeah, I assume they didn't want to deal with the likeness stuff. Uh, I almost want to change my vote now to Ready Player One. <laughs> I because of what you've said, and also because of the Buckaroo Banzai shout-out in that movie. <laughs> I was so amazed that that was in there. Part of me really wants to say change it, but I know it's against the rules. I understand. um, All right, Alexis, it's your turn. Visual effects. Okay. Um, So (laughs) I said um, Avengers Infinity War, even though this is going to be an unpopular statement, but I hated that movie. Really? I did not like it at all. Wow. Um, You know. Just because of the overall story or? Um, it was the BMX bike riding. (laughs) (laughs) The BMX bikes. Um, I, it it just seemed so unnecessary to me. Huh. Um, if you had had the dialogue, it would have taken maybe 10 minutes. If you just broke it down, (laughs) it would have just been 10 minutes of speaking. Fair enough. uh, So how do you argue like Mm -hmm. against show don't tell? Right? Like, yeah, you could explain, you could explain and have a conversation about all this stuff. But right. like, isn't the point like that th- that all there's all of these moving pieces for the last ten years? Yeah, and now those pieces have to converge in some way. Right. Yeah, I just. Didn't... I'm not saying you're wrong. I no, just offering I another. I just didn't find it interesting. Whoa. Okay, that's. I was, I was kind of bored the whole time. Okay, but... bored the whole. I'm time. curious how you're going to handle the next one because the like, next one's like three hours. I know. I know. I'll still go and see it. I can't wait. 
I can't wait. Um, I think it's going to be I huge. I can't wait. I almost just want to be put into a coma until that. <laughs> a, a, little, a, little, a little piece of me feels the same way, Steve. But I do think that what they did was pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah with the people deteriorating. And, yeah. Spoilers. And, Uh-oh. If you haven't seen it yet, um, <laughs> you shame on you. Yeah. Oh, I just, my brother just watched it for the first time in December. Um, yeah, I, Josh Brolin's stuff in it too, like how expressive Thanos is. Oh, yeah. And that's just, that face is all digital, you know? Mm-hmm. I know they did, you know, reference for him with the dots on his face, mm-hmm. but man, um, there's a lot they they turned that character into like sort of a character you can empathize with in a way, right. even though you don't agree with them, um, and that that all comes down to how expressive that face is. So, right. yeah. wow. Well, as they say in the commentary, Infinity War is Thanos's hero movie. You know, like sure, it yeah. starts with Thanos and it's about him getting what he wants, whereas all the other movies have been those other heroes going after what they want. And now it's sure he is the villain, but it is. In this particular movie, he's the hero, in air quotes. That B word. (laughs) That big purple B word. And just in reference to the, like, show-don't-tell thing. Yeah. I, a lot of the fighting, I just felt was unnecessary. Oh, okay. Like, I'm I'm kind of a person who doesn't like unnecessary violence. Okay. Uh, And so... I mean, that's the whole... Yeah. The whole whole thing they're fighting is unnecessary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I can understand that. Yeah. (laughs) And come on. Giant Peter Dinklage... All right. So our next topic is documentary short subject, which is um, on the kind of near the top of the middle column here. Top of the middle column. And we are. Oh, we're starting with me. Okay. I conflicted about this one. Did you go home and watch? Watch part of it. Did you watch part of it? (laughs) Oh man, you gotta watch the end of it. The end is so good. So we got Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, Night at the Garden, period, end of sentence. Um, I initially kind of was wondering if I was going to pick Lifeboat because it's about um, people trying to rescue refugees in the water. Wow. Um, the reason I didn't pick that is because we've had two years in a This will be the third year in a row of Oscar uh, documentary short subjects where that is a topic. Wow. So I decided against that one. Um, I picked both... Um, both things, A Night at the Garden. Mm. Um, I think it's so topical right now. Um, there's a little bit of controversy with Fox not willing to show the the commercial for it. Wow. On there because they don't think it will play to their audience, which wow. tells you a lot about the Fox News audience. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, Night at the Garden is... <laughs> Alexis is shocked over there. <laughs> is um, uh, a telling of this night at Madison Square Garden where they had... Nazis and KKK members like oh, wow. celebrating America first, Whoops. and uh, and yeah, it's um, it's very short. It's it's less than eight minutes, um, and it is so timely mm-hmm. and shocking that it, I don't think people realize that 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 Nazis were celebrating in um, in America right. in uh, New York in, in New York in Madison Square Garden in the. 1939. 39, yeah. Um, And, like, they show them, you know, like, doing the Pledge of Allegiance um, with the Nazi salute, which is how they used to to do that. And, um, you know, it was eventually changed to differentiate ourselves from the Nazis, but... uh, Wait, the Pledge of Allegiance used to be like... Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. 
I think people wow. used to do that during the Star Spangled Banner too. Whoa! They sing the Star Spangled Banner in the documentary, but I don't remember. The, I don't remember if they show the audience or not. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's um, it's very <sighs> sad and hard to deal with um, documentary short. But I think because it's so relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked it as my both. I think we'll win. I want it to win because of what I just said. Yeah, I was very torn. Um, period end of sentence is so freaking good and it's so uplifting and it's sort of the antithesis to a night at the garden (laughs) in a lot of ways um because it's so uplifting and it makes you feel good uh but i just i think this other one's more important Mm. Uh, okay so next we have alexis cool i chose period end of sentence yeah for both um for both um because I think that it's something that needs to be talked about. Sure. Women know what a period is like. Right. And so many men are very ignorant to how it, like, how it occurs, what goes on. Sure. Like, why there, it occurs. <laughs> why it occurs. There yeah. was a man who thought that you could control when your period happened. Right. Whoa. Like, okay, that like you a, just willed it to happen. Like a politician, right? Wasn't like, like, if I could will my period to never happen, <laughs> that is how it would be. Yeah. Um, it's not something that's, like, enjoyable. You can't, like, it's... Right. And I, I feel like it's, it's just a very important message that should be given out. I wish that these were, like, everyone knew about these these shorts because they are really important. Like all of these are very important, but I've personally, as a woman, I feel like period end of sentence is where it should be. Um, I don't, I want to say, I don't want to give too much away because you haven't seen the whole thing, thing. but I I do want to address for people listening. It's more than just about that. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the reason I actually really like it. Like I, I went into it when I saw it on Netflix um, the little thing up there, I, I didn't even know what it was about. And I was like, oh, I bet that's going to be about like grammar or <laughs> like, like there's a whole documentary on Helvetica, right? <laughs> so like, and I watched it. Um, so I kind of thought that it was going to be about something like that, um, or syntax or something. Uh, and then I started watching it and I was like, oh, okay, this is the ride I'm in for. <laughs> um, and, and, I was at first like intrigued and like kind of what you were saying. I was like telling myself, this is a, probably a very important issue. Pay attention to what they're talking about. Don't be a dude. And, mm. um, and then like learning that it's not just about, uh, periods, but about how a culture sees period, the, you mm. know, the, the process, mm-hmm. but then it's a, really about empowerment. Mm-hmm. And there was something so like, moving about people figuring out what their value is. That's, that's like a real soft spot for me. A movie that talks about people's value is really, really something that I gravitate toward. And so I, I don't know. I was really moved by it and I wanted to pick it. I really, really wanted to pick it, but I, but I just, I, I think the other one, and while this is very important you're not wrong, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I'm really worried about like, not to get too political, I'm really worried about what's going on in our own country right now. Um, and I'm worried about, like, you know... We got that emergency at the border. I'm, uh, I'm going to do something about that. I'm worried about my wife. I'm like, joking, everybody. My wife wants to go to, you know, 
a woman's march or whatever, I'm worried about her safety. And, you know, so I, like, that's why I ended up choosing that over them. But anyways, I'm sorry. I feel, I, I feel you. I digress. <laughs> uh, Steve, what you got for us? I didn't know what any of these were about. Cool. So I went with Avengers Endgame will win. But I want Black Sheep starring Chris Farley and David Spade to win. Is that really what you picked? That's what I picked. Okay. Endgame will win. Black Sheep to, is what I want to win. For those that don't know, that is not what either of those documentaries are about. Wait, I'm completely wrong? You were completely wrong. That's oh, okay. Oh, boy. But, good, but fun picks. All right. Documentary. Alexis. Documentary feature? Yes. Yes. Um, we just did short subject. Yes. <laughs> um, I said RBG for both. Okay. Yep. Any, I mean, obvious reasons or? <laughs> uh, because, you know, she's been very popular. She's a national treasure. As of late. A national treasure. You know? Um, and if people didn't see the, I saw her, the, the other film, like the actual film. On the basis of sex? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was incredible, and I loved getting to learn more about her. But I liked, you know. <clears throat> I didn't see on the basis of sex. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. Um, sorry, I have food in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, sex food. From the trailer, yes, I felt like it didn't. I haven't seen the movie. It didn't feel genuine. After having watched the documentary, like uh, in the documentary, they talk a lot about how like. She wasn't funny. She was. She didn't. She didn't. She only spoke when she felt she needed to. Mm-hmm. The trailer for the movie makes her look like quippy and like one-linery. And the trailer mm-hmm. does do that, but it's not like that in the film. No, and okay. um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like the consultant for the film. Yeah. So she she said like this is how this should be done. Okay. Kind of thing. Like, I, I saw it at the, the SAG building and Army Hammer and... Oh, okay. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there? Oh, I oh, wish. Geez. No. Oh. Um, and... Felicity... Felicity Jones. Jones. They were there and they spoke about getting to work with Ruth and, wow. like, figuring out how things should be done. And she got okay. to work um, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg Whoa. On the character as a wow. whole. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> about that movie. I mean, uh, right. there's no basis on this, this uh, right. documentary thing. But, <laughs> um, but I, I enjoy learning about people in our, in our culture. Yeah. And that are an important part of our law system. Right. Yeah. So. Dare I say, maybe she might be the most important part of it right now, because she seems to be the only one who's still sticking up for everybody, yeah. and not just yeah. special interests. <laughs> God deliver us. So, uh, I went political in my choice. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Steve. Documentary feature? Feature. I also went with RBG will win and should win. Okay. For pretty much the same reasons as our friend Alexis here, uh... I think of, of based on a I've seen none of them and I don't know what the others are about <laughs> oh, other buddy. than free solo, but I do think uh, her story is probably the most important to tell at the moment. Okay. Um. All right. So just real quick. So free solo is a National Geographic film about uh, rock climbing without gear. Oh, right. Um, I did not like that one. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was the front runner. All right. Um. I no longer believe that. 
So I did not not vote for it. Um, Hell County this morning, this evening, um, just for anybody that's interested, uh, it's available to watch on somewhere. The Guardian, maybe, or PBS. It's on PBS's website, I believe. Oh, all right. Um, A Fathers and Sons is available on Canopy, so if you have a library card, your library probably participates, and you can watch it for free that way. Canopy. Um, I picked RBG Will Win. I think there's just a lot of momentum behind her as a personality right now. Mm-hmm. Not just a personality. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Uh, right. She's not a Kardashian. She's a. Uh, yeah. I don't. Justice. I don't mean to lessen her importance or anything. Um, <laughs> but but she is sort of a marketable thing right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's got a lot of momentum. So I think it'll win. The one I want to win is Minding the Gap. Mm. It's my favorite of all of these. Um, did you see it, Alexis? You're nodding over there. No, but I've I've yeah. read about it. Uh, you you didn't see it. You know. I haven't seen it. Is that about skateboarding? It's about kind of yeah, kind of about skateboarding. Uh, so mining the gap is on Hulu, so you can watch it. If oh, you have a Hulu wow. subscription, you can watch it for free. Cool. Um, I watched it last year as part of my my three hundred sixty five movie challenge. Um, I found it again very very moving. Mm. Um, it's not. It it is. You asked you asked if it was about skateboarding. A little bit. Okay. Um, skateboarding is sort of the vehicle that these three friends escape. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and they, uh, but the but the film sort of explores domestic violence and oh. how your upbringing sort of forms who you are as an adult, um, and sort of like kind of picking at your scabs Ooh. and and figuring out. Like what's really underneath the wound, um, and I thought it was. I, if this wins, it will be. I think it'll be a huge upset, but I think it would be so incredibly well deserved because mm-hmm. it's it's, in my opinion, probably the most thoughtful of all of them, um, and and the most like true and f- from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who made the film. Uh, also was one of the skateboarders of the three friends you know it, this is this is a very personal story and he he sits down and has a very difficult conversation with both his mother and his brother in the film mm. and it's it's i think very much very very important especially in the kind of world of toxic masculinity and yeah. sort of what breeds that so um so yeah so that was my <laughs> pick for that one there i like it so yeah, okay. Foreign film, Steve. What you got, brah? Foreign film, smack in the middle of the page. I think Roma will win, and I think it probably should win based on everything I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, the bottom line is the Academy Awards. Bit of a popularity contest going on. I've heard everybody talking about Roma. I've heard nobody talking about these other movies nominated. So oh, that's surprising. Roma. You yeah. you are in a, you are sheltered from the. You guys have heard a lot of chatter about the other four. Uh, one of them one. in particular. <laughs> yeah, oh. one in particular. Capernaum. No. Cold War. Yeah. Cold War. Yeah. Never look away. Oh, you already a answered. A lot of talk about Cold War. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so Alexis. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm next. Uh, I. I'm sorry, do you want to expand no, on that? No, that, that'll do it for me. Uh, I picked Roma for both. Um, I think it deserves it. I, I, I think when I look at a foreign film, does it represent the country that it's coming from really well? Um, and I feel like it's probably the best... It does the best job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, like, 
talking about the um, the murders that happened and um, sort of the culture that they lived in, especially in the 70s. Um, again, it was another one of those, it's like a very personal story that um, that only just rings true. There's nothing about that that doesn't ring true. Um, so yeah, so I picked that. Um, Cold War is, there's a lot of talk about Cold War. Um, if, if Roma doesn't win, I, I, I gotta think it's Cold War that, that wins, but I picked Roma for both. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I picked Roma that is probably going to win. I wanted Cold War to okay. win. Why? Um, I, I mean, it just speaks more to me. Okay. As a, as a person. It's visually um, like incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. Why well, don't I even know what Cold War is about? Is it about why. the Cold War? Uh, the Cold War in Poland. In Poland, all right. In the fifties. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and you know, here I like pulled up the thing in case I forgot. It's two people from different backgrounds. Their temperaments begin at an almost impossible romance. So it's oh, romance. Mm-hmm. Um, right. so it's not a sequel to Frozen. No. <laughs> No, okay. but the trailer's out. That will be coming soon. All right. <laughs> Which, by the way, that looks incredible. I'm not a fan of Frozen, but the sequel to Frozen looks amazing. It looks really great. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that's where I stand. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, we're going to go to editing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm starting on this one. Okay, where is it? Editing. Editing is... Film editing. Okay. Oh, right above foreign language. All right. Now, this was a tough one because I haven't seen two of these um but the one i picked for both was one i hadn't seen oh i picked vice to win and i want it to win and the reason i want it to win is i know that that groups work yeah um and i know how freaking talented they are and i just really like pushing people i really love and i'm passionate about um I thought Bohemian Rhapsody had really cool editing in it as well, but I thought it was a little obvious in its editing, and I didn't... There was nothing that, like, excited me about how that movie was cut. Hmm. Um, Green Book's kind of the same way. Like, it's so straightforward. Black Klansman's probably the one that would have me the most excited after the idea of Vice, um, just because there's, like, that really cool 70s sensibility about it, yeah. about how it just, like, flows. Um but yeah, so I picked Vice for to win and want. Oh, uh, <laughs> Alexis. Uh, I have seen every single movie in this category. Yay! Which is very exciting for me. Uh, so I um, had a lot to think about. Uh, I think every film had really wonderful editing. Yes, I agree. Green Book was very straightforward. Black Klansman was creative. You, you both seen Black Lives mm-hmm. I A lot of the scenes were just very stunning mm. in, in how everything was put together. Um, I thought The Favorite was fantastic. I chose Bohemian Rhapsody for both, though. Okay. So I went <laughs> in a totally different no, direction no, than great. you did. Um, because I just felt that the way that it was put together, even though it wasn't historically accurate (laughs) it was done very well so i chose that okay yeah steve i went for twice the vice oh vice Vice will win vice should win uh, it's as simple as that i'll ask the question since i haven't seen it but i I, Mm. uh 
generally those guys are just like so snappy with their yeah. editing. It's like it's almost musical, which is yeah. why I like really like them. Yeah. Um. So that's what is that holdover in Vice? Like you know, like oh, when I, I think would about say like so for sure. Yeah. You think about like the Big Short, for example. Right. Like it's just like there's something rhythmic about how they how they cut a film. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really like a straight like story. It was very like, yeah. here's the thing that's coming next. Right. But yeah. it never really, you, I didn't get lost at any no. point, which was extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, when W is eating that chicken wing, <laughs> like when he starts the scene, it's a full wing and it gets more and more eaten. It ne- they never backtrack to where he's got more chicken. It's a good continuity. It's like you know, so when, there's a good script supervisor. Exactly. Around, so. <laughs> they made sure that chicken wing continuity was on <laughs> Point. Uh, okay. Be my boss. I don't think that's a real quote. I'm super excited for the next category, which is animated feature film. Ooh, we're talking uh, left side of the page, right about the middle there. All right. Ah. So we have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Ralph breaks the internet, and Mirai. I have not seen one of these, but what? Um, you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse? Right. Uh, Alexis, you get to talk oh, first. I get to talk first? Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, hands down. Both? It was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> okay. both. I, I, it was stunning. It had a really great story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it speaks to everybody. Um, and I love the fact that they like retold the story of Spider-Man. In, in like a different way not yeah. like not retold it in a but fun they, way they, yeah. they reimagined it that Spider-Man isn't just one person yeah any like everyone well, can be a Spider-Man and they acknowledged they acknowledged that you've heard the story right. again in kind yeah. of a fun tongue-in-cheek way uh-huh. yeah. and they acknowledged Spider-Man 2 which for my money is still my favorite of the Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man 1 and 2 yeah, that also as well. You know yeah. they they originally were going to try and three. they originally were trying to get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to oh really do voices in the film yeah oh. but they uh, I think they either abandoned it or couldn't get it to happen yeah. wow something similar happened in the Spider Verse comic book as well because the Spider Verse story in the comic is very very different it's not about Miles yeah. it's much more about all of them but much more about Peter oh. um, and. Uh, every Spider-Man ever is in the comic book except for two, which are Andrew Garfield and Tobey wow. Maguire. Yeah. They reference them in the comic, but... Yeah. That's wild. Oh, I think I just accidentally hit something on here. Uh-oh. Um, uh, sorry, do you want to talk a little bit more about Spider-Verse or... Um, anything else you want to say? No. Okay. No. Uh, Steve? Um, well, I gotta keep it real and put my should win... Behind Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, I love Wreck It Ralph so much. Wreck It Ralph Part One was absolutely robbed when Brave won all those years ago. Brave's fine, but it wasn't the best animated that year. And Wreck It Ralph wasn't even nominated, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. And 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 Brave won over Wreck It Ralph, and that is that's a kick in the balls. Okay, like Brave's cool. Wreck It Ralph's better. Sorry. So I really hope Wreck It Ralph will win. It won't. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse will win because I listen to a whole lot of podcasts of all sorts of different subjects, but everybody is talking about how much they love Into the Spider-Verse. Most of the people on podcasts that I listen to are Academy voters, so I'm pretty sure just everybody's voting for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, starring the guy who played Shallon Fantastic on 
the get down, whose name I forget Shmeek, right now. Shmeek Moore? Shmeek Moore, yes. Yep. I can't really remember that. <laughs> he was Shaolin um, Fantastic, right? Yeah, uh, no, was he Shaolin Fantastic or was he... Um, Pretty sure. Whoever does the voice for Miles was Shaolin Fantastic. Uh, okay. I couldn't remember if it was if he was him or if it was um, Grandmaster Flash. No, 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 no. Okay. I believe you. Um, I believe me on this. So, uh, I liked Incredibles 2. Yeah? Uh, but is that what your shit is? Nope. Oh, okay. I liked Isle of Dogs an awful lot. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan, as right. a lot of people know. Yeah. Um, and I liked Isle of Dogs an awful lot. Um, I did not see Mirai. Nothing not. I liked Ralph Breaks the Internet, but I liked the first one more. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of the most important films for an audience mm-hmm. in the last decade. Um, I think, besides people of color, but also women, um, the fact that they made sure that they had, you know, they represented Asians as well in the film. Um, visually, it just was like so different from every other animated film. Um, Very true. The 3D was really cool too. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think I just think it's such an important film. Probably, you know. Black Panther's sim- really similar. You know, I think it's a really, really important hallmark for cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something really interesting about when you look at the marketing for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Something I noticed that was really cool. Um, they knew exactly what it is that they wanted to do with this and who they wanted this movie to be for. And there's um, a commercial for uh, Into the Spider-Verse, like toys. It's like a mask and like a little thing. And they've got... Um, uh, a black kid, a black boy, and I think a white girl playing together, and the black kid's got the Miles mask on, and he's, like, doing this, da-da-da-da, and then the commercial ends, and it's, like, you know, the little title comes up, and it's, like, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, get it in your choice, toys, da-da-da-da, and then right at the very end, there's, like, a little stinger where the girl takes the mask and puts the mask on. Oh, And I was, like, they know exactly what they want this movie to be. That's cool. So, um, it gives me chills to think about that, that, like, they're empowering people of all genders and races to like kind of what you were saying like there's everybody can be Spider-Man yeah. so so I picked that for both the win and want I, I, I couldn't imagine any of us really picking something else but yeah I'll be amazed if anything else actually does win right yeah I'll be very happy if Ralph wins but he's, he won't sorry Ralph it's a I hard year you. I'm sad it's a hard that year. I'm sad that year. we talked about this last night uh, I'm sad that uh a place called Slaughter Race did not get nominated for original song. <laughs> I, I'm so sad because I really wanted to see that, that song beautiful. on ABC. Yeah. <laughs> a um, place called Slaughter Race. Oh, all right. Cool. Original score. I'm going to start this one. All right. All right. So we've got Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins Returns, Black Panther, Black Klansman, and If Beale Street Could Talk. I picked If Beale Street Could Talk for both Want and Will Win. Um, I think it's... Uh, the most um, specific to its movie, like I think it, I think it's the best pairing with its film. Isle of Dogs uh, had a really, really like close call on this for me, um, but uh, man, this this soundtrack so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful and like thought provoking, and it, it makes you want to listen to it over and over and over again. And and it really pairs with the content of the film so well mm. um, more so than the others like 
I like Black Panther, but like, and I like the tribal stuff they did in the music, but it's kind of all the same throughout the film, I felt. Um, Mary Poppins, great. The music with lyrics I thought was better and more memorable, so it's like, it was hard for me to think about what the score for Mary Poppins Returns sounded like. Because all I could think of were the songs where they sing. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I chose Beale Street. Uh, oh, uh, Alexis. I wanted Black Panther. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I liked the tribal sound. Sure. That's... I mean, I like it. it. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, no, no, of course. Yeah. It's, it's not something that we get to hear that often. Good so point. I appreciated it. That's a good point. Um, however, um, upon listening to some of the songs from each, I thought, I, I think that Isle of Dogs will win. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Steve, what you got, bud? Well, based on the fact that I do love dogs, I think Isle of Dogs will win. Um, but I also think... Wait, I might have reversed it. All right. Well, anyway, what's marked down is I think Island of, Isle of Dogs will win. And I, for some reason, put Mary Poppins Returns should win. But I think I'm basing that more on the fact that that's probably. I really reversed my markings. Here. Can you can you fix them so that way when I read sure. them? Sure. <laughs> All right. So I think Mary Poppins will win because Disney has a much bigger machine. I think I love dogs should win. You know, I love dogs. It's funny. I I totally have a different pick, but you know what? Um, I totally disagreed with you with the Coco song, and you were 100% right. Ah. Um, so, you know, you may, you, you might be right. Disney <laughs> does have a big machine. Yeah. Several. I mean, you've been to the park. they got all sorts of machines. <laughs> Many of which are big. Uh, original song, Steve. Original song. I went, um, I think I'll fight for RBG should win. Oh. But uh, I think it's pretty clear... That shallow from a star is born will win. Okay, do you want to talk about any of the others? Or? No, I mean again, there's a Mary Poppins in there, so that's got a pretty good chance. Um, but yeah, I'm not familiar with too too many of the others. Um, I think RBG should shallow will. I feel like of all these songs, I've definitely heard shallow talked about the most. And people seem to really love that movie. I, so I'm next. Uh, I don't think there's any way Shallow doesn't win this. Yeah. I, I'm going to be sh- I'm gonna be so shocked if Shallow doesn't win yeah, this. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Um, everybody loves her. It's so, a big hit. So that's my pick for Will Win. It's also my pick for I Want It To Win. It's yeah. my, of these songs, it's my favorite one. Um, it's the This Is Me of this year. This Is Me, This Is Me didn't win though. No, but it's that vibe. It's that same vibe. I think... Okay. It's the big empowering anthem. I think I'll I'll fight is probably yeah more empowering, but but I think the reason why I don't think I'll fight will win yeah. is we we've had multiple years in a row where we've had that kind of like fight song yeah um, about like standing up and like doing the right thing and none of those songs have won over the last oh. several years. So for some reason I just don't think the Academy cares that much. But could be. Um, it is a great song. I loved when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings. Yeah. I loved it so much. I was rooting for it when I saw it on the, sh- the shortlist. Um, but I, there's no way it's beating Shallow. 
um, the place where lost things go made me cry when I when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, um, having a, a a parent that's passed, um, it was emotional, and I, I connected with it. And I loved the song a lot. Understandable. Um, uh, I don't like the Kendrick Lamar song. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the Black Panther song I'm not into I, I get that everybody and actually that's the one I think it might be the Dark Horse I mean I know we haven't gotten to Alexis's pick yet but um, I think All the Stars if anything really surprises anyone it'll be that because um, it, people love that song I can't believe it was nominated <laughs> wow Ooh. Um, I, over over a bunch of other things I think there were a lot of there was a lot of great music um, the Hate You Give song was really, really good. This place called Slaughter Race I thought was really good. Didn't get nominated. Um, I thought uh, the song from uh, Revelation from Boy Erased should have been nominated, maybe. Uh, oh. Treasure from, uh, what you call, um, the Tim Desert Chalamet movie. That's just oh, escaping my... Beautiful Roy. Beautiful Boy. <laughs> uh, Private War with Annie Lennox's song that she did. is like a six minute song that she did for Private War um, uh, there's just so many, so much good music um, I was so surprised to see that the Kendrick the, this feels more than any other uh, nomination feels like a popularity yeah. nominee to me I than anything else it very often is when it comes to original song yeah I mean I think I think there's uh, yes I understand what you're saying I when I look at the songs that are nominated here it's like um, all those songs like Maybe with the exception of when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings, um, they all have like a really deep meaning for the film. Um, all the stars is like a pop end credit song that doesn't really, I don't think, connects to the film in a way that I these others do. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Alexis clearly disagrees with me. I can see it in her face. All right, uh, let's get to Alexis's picks for this because I want to okay. hear. Because um, she's a singer. I really did like All the Stars. Okay. Um, Everybody does. It, it wasn't my pick. Yeah. Oh. But I I loved... I loved that, like, all the music that he did for that film. Yeah. I thought it was great, and it, it's it's commonly underrepresented. This, this song? The um, His style. Oh, okay. Is underrepresented. And you mean in the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, among nominees, I, yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I will point out that, like, songs like... Three Six Mafia. Yeah, yeah, that they've won Oscars. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I just, I like that it's it's being recognized. Yeah. Um, I don't actually remember I'll Fight, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. Um, the Place Where Lost Things Go was a good song. Um... It it didn't stick out to me. You know what hurt that song for me? Hmm. Uh, when the kids sing it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love when she sings it to them because it feels more meaningful. But when the kids do it, it just didn't quite. I don't know. There's something something. Like they shouldn't have sung it. Or how they did it, or where they did it. I just it did, the timing wasn't quite right, or something. It just didn't it didn't ring true in yeah. that moment. That's what that's what hurts that song for me. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Um. I wasn't too taken by When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings. I do think and want Shallow to win um, because I think it was incredibly put together. And the fact that there were four songwriters. Mm, no. Uh. Which 
Um, it's great that it wasn't like 12. Yeah. yeah. Because it shouldn't yeah. take that many people to write a song. Right. 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 Like, something is wrong if you need so many people. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but if you need more than four people to write a song, there's something wrong. And I just think that um, it was beautifully composed and um, I, just, I just thought it was beautiful. I think, you know, we talked about, like, popularity and stuff, and I think it'd be really easy to kind of write Shallow off as, like, oh, it's the most popular song. It's probably the most popular song because it's so affecting. Yeah. And and the film, I mean, there's a reason that they, like, feature it in the trailer because they know how powerful that song is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. Because it has a message. It has a message, and it means something for the characters, right? Like, it's so um, integral to what their relationship becomes, and the meaning of the end of the film. Uh, I don't know. It just, yeah. yeah. Understandable. All right. Moving on. Writing adapted. That's on the right, bottom right, are the screenplay categories for on our ballots. Um, Steve, you get to go first. I think uh, Black Klansmen will win and should win. Great. Keeping it simple. Okay. Uh, I, I enjoyed Can You Ever Forgive Me Very Much, but it's kind of a... You know, is it a story that totally needs to be told? Eh. But Black Landsman, very necessary movie, should win, will win. Ooh. Okay, uh, I'm next. Um, I also picked Black Landsman for will win, should win. Um, I, I, a little part of me wanted Buster Scruggs, and I know Alexis didn't really like the movie, but that's okay. The reason I didn't pick it is because I don't think it's writing wise cohesive enough, which mm. is a very Coen Brothers kind of thing, anyways. Um, like I got what was going on across like what the thread was that connected all of these things yeah. but like it's not obvious and not that it has to be obvious but I feel like it should be a little stronger yeah. um, rather than applied at the end <laughs> uh, but <Class>. yeah. <clears throat> yeah okay um, well in Ballad of Buster Scruggs it's implied at the end it's not yeah. really it's not really something that I don't know it, I, I wanted more out of the writing in that but yeah um, and as much as I love Barry Jenkins, he's sort of my hero right now. Um, yeah, Black Klansman. I think I think it was. They just nailed the writing on that. Yeah, Alexis. I want so I love Black Klansman. Um, I thought that it was incredibly told. Um, mm-hmm. the, the story was. I was not expecting it, actually. I didn't know anything about it. Oh, yeah? Oh, um, really? I didn't. Oh, wow. I just kind of went into it. I'm like, oh, I got my screeners. <laughs> Let's yeah. watch this. I had a friend come over, and like the whole time we're just like <laughs> staring at, at the screen and then looking at each other. Um, that being said, I did not choose it. Okay. Oh. And I feel weird about not choosing it. Because we both chose it? I guess. That's probably why. Yeah, you, you be you. Um, I want... Can you ever forgive me? Oh, okay. Because even though it's a basic story, sometimes you need a basic story. Not even that it's basic. I think it's a really beautifully, it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like, you know, it's the story of this one person effing up, getting into right. trouble. It's like immortalizing, uh, this is a gross overstatement, but okay. it's like immortalizing uh, a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's what they want is the attention, and right. she wanted the attention. Right, right. But 
you know, we make movies about male serial killers. Yeah, very Let's true. Let's talk about this woman who did something sure. yeah, that she, wasn't that great. I, and, she committed a pretty weak crime, mm-hmm. and she got in big, big trouble for it. Yes. And it's a fun story. It's beautifully done. But it's like, in terms of the whole world, it's not. It's just not as important as Black Klansman. Right. Um, a Star is Born, I didn't really like the story. That's okay. Um, but you think it's going to win? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you off. All right. Um, I chose if Bill Street could talk. Oh, yeah. All right. right. To win. <laughs> to win, but mm-hmm. not your want. That's not my want. Okay. What did you say your want was? Did you say? Um. Yeah. Best, uh, Buster Scruggs. Can you, can you ever joking. forgive me? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yes. Yeah, you did say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to talk about if Bill Street could talk, or do you want to just leave? No, you're good. No. All right. <laughs> uh, original screenplay. And Alexis, you get to go again. Okay. This. She seems really excited. This was tough. <laughs> um, because. I was totally taken by surprise by Vice. I honestly, I don't know what was going on in my brain. I didn't expect it to be a comedy, <laughs> which is really uh, silly. I was yeah. just like, cool, let's watch this. And I'm like, what the? Okay. <laughs> and then like halfway, have you seen Vice? I haven't. Okay. Halfway through, there's like a surprise or like maybe half an hour in. I'm trying to think of what that surprise is. I mean, I don't know. I just what? <clears throat> I'll tell you later. Talk, talk one more yeah. time after the after the um, podcast. Me. And know. so I, I thought that was really great. That was not my choice. Um, Roma, cool. Also not my choice. Um, I didn't. I don't know what First Reformed is. Um, oh, unfortunately, uh, it was a really tough one for Green Book and The Favorite for me because. Um, being an Italian American, I appreciated a lot of the, um, Italian undertones that are, that are thrown in that like, I don't know, maybe a regular non-Italian won't get, but like, have you seen it? What? Green Book? Green Book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there were a lot of just things that are very Italian about it, which like I liked seeing that didn't involve, um, mafia. Yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) like not everyone that's Italian is in the mafia. Yeah, you know. Although, in fairness, he kind of was. Right, he was. He was. um, He was a satellite. He wasn't working in the mafia during the film we saw, but he was. He was even approached by dudes to work. Yeah, he was. He was connected, but he wasn't made. He wasn't strictly making. That's not what it was about. Right. Yeah. Right. But I. I appreciated it. So that was like a tough one for me. However, I want and chose the favorite. Okay. Because I thought it was very unique. All right. <clears throat> Steve. Well, um, I'll mention Green Book real quick. Okay. Because I made the mistake of watching Green Book and then I think maybe on the same day watching Jersey Boys. And so <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting those movies mixed up in my head a one lot. One of those is very good and one of those is not. But they're also, I mean, they're also extremely similar in terms of when the story takes yeah. place, the kind of stuff yeah. that's going on. So I think I'm mixing those two up in my head a good bit. Like when Vigo goes back in time and punches the real life Frankie Valley in the face. <laughs> And he says, walk like a man, Frankie. Like, that was a pretty incredible moment. But that might not have happened at all mm-hmm. in the movie or real life. I'm pretty sure Viggo Mortensen hasn't traveled in time yet. I think Vice will win. I think First Reformed 
should win, mostly just because that subject matter really needs to be getting talked about more, needs to be getting exposed more, needs to be way more at the forefront. I haven't even seen First Reform, but I've heard so many good things about it. We'll, so, we'll talk about it in a second here. And I love Ethan Hawke, and I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only spot where it shows up in the nominees. That's correct. So I really want it to get something to help bolster its signal. Um, but Vice probably will win. I picked the favorite to win. Ah. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's just like a special team that put together that film. All right. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think they've got the juice. I think uh, had the ballots been due a month earlier or two or three weeks earlier, Green Book would have won. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people were turned off by the racist Twitter remarks that were dug up by the writer. So of Green Book? Uh-huh. I haven't even heard about these. Yeah, this the son that wrote the screenplay had some uh, anti-Muslim things Good in boy. his Twitter. Um, Uh-oh. And I think, I think that's going to prevent it from winning. Um, wow. Kind of prevents me a little bit from liking it. <laughs> I, do, wow. I did really like the film. Um, I think the performances are great. The music is great. Um, I like the message of the film. I, I just don't like the idea that the message of the film is undercut by the very thing that the film's trying to fight. Right. So, um, so I picked the favorite. Uh, I want First Reformed to win. Yeah. I love First Reformed. Um, it's so, like, subtle and yeah. and simple. It's a simple way to talk about a really complicated thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to, I mean, you were talking about like, I've only got a rough idea of what it's about. So if you'd like to explain what it's about, that would probably give the listener a more accurate idea. So the movie is about a priest who, um, sort of runs the first reformed church, which is this very, very old church in New York. I thought, I think the whole thing was shot in Brooklyn and Queens. Um, it does not feel like a New York kind of thing. It does not feel like New York. Um, and uh, the church is having its, like, big anniversary coming up. and But it's, like, a small church. It's underfunded. It's got a very, very small congregation. When they show him doing sermons, there's, like, six people in the pews. Oh, wow. And it's a very, very small space as well. Hmm. Um, and uh, Cedric the Entertainer, although he's not – he's credited as his actual last name, but I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Um, he's in it, and he's, he's very good. But uh, – um, Basically, uh, he gets asked by Amanda Seyfried's character to um, come and speak to her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pregnant, and um, she seems to want to have the child, and the husband doesn't want to because he doesn't want to bring the kid into this world. Yeah. And so he goes to talk to him and finds out that he um, had been previously arrested and in prison uh, in Canada, I think. And... Um, was released on compassionate release because his wife got pregnant oh. or was pregnant and um, come to find that he's like an, an eco advocate, like a, um, more so more, not quite Greenpeace, something oh. beyond Greenpeace. Um, and over the course of the film, you quickly find out that um, one day, I mean, not to give too much weight, Amanda Seyfried's character calls the priest to come to the house. He comes right away, and they find um, a suicide vest 
in the house. Whoa. And so he takes the suicide vest away. Um, but the movie is about his, the priest's internal struggle with depression and what it is he wants in life, what he thinks he's supposed to be doing, and what is the right thing, question mark. Like, it, mm. are eco-terrorists right? Mm. Like, we, the world is going to end. And it's going to end, probably, at least in the view of this film, it's probably going to end from man-made reasons, probably in real life too. Um, and Come on, meteor. So what would you do to be able to try and save the world. What would yeah. you be willing to do? So they're kind of it mm-hmm. kind of touches on all these things, but it's so like quiet um, and and internalized. Um, and throughout the film he's writing um, a diary. Right. He's doing it sort of as an experiment and he's um, like at the very beginning of the film he's like I'm when I get done doing this, I'm going to burn this. I don't want there to be any evidence I'm doing this as that's like his new way of praying essentially is like mm. writing in this diary and putting his thoughts down. Um, man, it's, it's great. And it's, it's a little intense Yeah, and, um, really interesting ending an ending to talk about. Radical. I need to watch that. So, so you think first reform should, should, but it won't. I think the favorite will. And the favorite will. Um, interesting. All you right. can watch the first reform on Amazon prime. Cool. Very cool. Let's just make a note. Okay, move in on. Okay, so next up we have cinematography. Steve, take it away. Cinematography. There it is. Uh, left column. Mm-hmm. I think Roma will win, and I put a want to win behind Roma as well. <laughs> nice. Uh, I still haven't watched it because I'm so afraid of falling asleep because it's in black and white. But I've just heard so many good things about the way that movie is shot that I'm just going to go ahead and... It's also not a fast-paced film. No. But it's great. And I'm fairly good with slow-paced films, you know? I've watched Mandy six times. But me and Roma... It's gonna take. It's gonna take the middle of the day and a pot of coffee. You realize you like you mislead our listeners on a nonstop basis. Really? Yeah. Then that people are gonna think Mandy is slow, and now they're not gonna watch it because you said it's slow. Everybody I've shown Mandy to says that it's slow. Really? But it's totally worth it. Okay. The patience that you have to put yourself through to get to the end of Mandy is then rewarded. Like you wouldn't even believe. Okay. I call that the cherry on top. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I picked Roma to win, Roma want to win. I will not be surprised if Cold War sneaks in. Um, But uh, just the work that went into Roma and the fact that Alfonso Cuaron... I also think a little part of me wants him to win because... Well, we'll get to that later. All right, all right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I like the the look and the work they did on at least what I've seen of the favorite. I have not seen Never Look Away. Um, Ooh, I really, really liked a lot of A Star Is Born, but I didn't find it consistent. Ooh. There were moments where I was just like blown away with how they shot that film. Um, at the very beginning of the film, when she's in the bathroom and she's like screaming. Mm. Um, 
I was just like, this is one of my favorite shots I've seen this year. Whoa. Um, but the rest of the film, like, sometimes it's awesome. Like, when they're doing sunset singing on stage and just the light hits them just right. I mean, it's patience. It's a lot of work to make that look the way it does. Yeah. Um, I think also having to shoot um, any type of concert footage uh, and make it look not like concert footage, make right. it look like a movie, um, is really difficult. Especially the fact that they shot so much of that, or not so much, but a, a bunch of the concert stuff at actual concert venues in between acts. And they wow. only had like, you know, 15 minutes to do it. So, That's cool. or an, I don't know if it was really 15 minutes, but they had a very short period of time yeah. to, to shoot their sequences. So, um, a lot of respect. I kind of want, uh, you know, I want Stars Born to have some notoriety for that, but man, Roma, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so good. It's so natural. Um, you know, doesn't hurt that it's 4K. Mm. Um, but, well, Netflix makes all of their... In order to do a Netflix TV show or film, it has to be shot in 4K. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, Roma, my pick for both. Nice. All right. Um, so, I did not choose A Star is Born. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start that, but okay. <laughs> uh, I like working backwards. Okay. <laughs> um, because I, I thought it was lovely. I just wasn't stricken by its cinem- cinematography. Yeah. All right, all um, right. um, never look away looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, However, it just didn't, uh, it has like a very time, uh, what's that word I'm trying to think? It's it's very period specific. Period specific, yeah. yeah. Um, which I enjoy. Unique um, angles too. They they utilize really interesting angles mm-hmm, in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was lovely. Also not my choice. The favorite was super weird. Like, uh-huh. I, I love it. And yeah. I love that... Uh, Yorgo Lanthimos? Yeah. Um, as a director, I don't think he was a cinematographer. No. no. Uh, um, Yorgo. Because there were some really interesting choices that were made. Sure. Like, even though I love that movie, mm-hmm. there was an aspect where I didn't understand why they suddenly chose to use a different lens. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> and it... I mean, I know it's supposed to be absurd anyway, yeah. but that was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Um, both Roma and Cold War are black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm. However, I find Cold War to be more stunning. It's oh. really, it's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It and I feel like um, Cold War is more grayscale than Roma. There's a really hard fall off. Mm-hmm. So, like anything that's in the shadow is is dark yeah um it's very yeah it's almost noir yes in its oh, look yes yeah. and i think that like pulls more my heartstrings sure so i chose that as yeah. want to and will win cold war and it and it lends cold i think war. i think what like really helps cold war is that it lend that style mm-hmm. lends itself to the time period yes. i think like you know i've talked a little bit about like does something actually connect to the film that you're watching in like a really like meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And I think the cinematography in Cold War really does do that. Cool. Um, 
it puts you in that. I I will not be the least bit surprised if Cold Cold War wins. Yeah. Um, if Cold War or Roma doesn't win, if something one of those other films wins, I will be shocked. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> It's a good pick. So that was your pick for both. You think it should and you want it to. Correct. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, I want to say something about something in uh, Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few things that they did in there, and they're probably they're more on the director side of things, which is what's interesting that um, the cinematography got nominated, but Bradley Cooper didn't. Um, not that I think necessarily Bradley Cooper should have been nominated, but those two things, it's weird. Um, there, he did some really interesting things like we've all seen the movie right? I haven't you haven't oh. seen Stars Born I'm familiar uh, enough with the story I mean it's a it's a triple remake okay, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, no it's different um, I'll plug my ears no 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 it's fine I, I can what I can, you say I can put your hands down <laughs> put your hands down um, yeah, he's being stop away. waving at my arms um, okay I'm just kidding. so there's a moment um, almost at the beginning of the film that's like foreshadows the rest of the film Um, and it's such a like strategic beautiful placement of this thing Um, you know when you talk about composition which is like the the meaningful placement of a subject in a frame um, that's that's the heart of that's the definition right so like meaningful is the key word and Bradley Cooper and the cinematographer, but Bradley Cooper found a way to like do that consistently through the film, and it starts really early on. Um, so I thought it was interesting that cinematography got nominated, but he didn't. When I think it, he probably had a stronger hand in what we were seeing foreshadowing wise. Yeah, mm. wild. Um, Let's see if I can see it. Maybe I can see it tomorrow. It's worth seeing. It's yeah. it's it's like. Fun and it's romantic and it's beautiful and it's it's got ups and downs. I've heard pretty uh, much only good things. I just keep the music's awesome. Around to it. I've been going to too many older movies is my problem with this year. I don't um I don't walk out of a movie and download an entire soundtrack hardly ever anymore. Yeah. And that was when I immediately like downloaded the entire thing on Spotify. Oh yeah, the movie was cool. Weird. The music was incredible. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, there were two movies last year that I did that with. Spider Verse, which we listened to much last yes. night, and uh, and Stars Born. Um, okay, moving on. Supporting actress. Whoa, um, we're here already. I am first on this one. Actress in a supporting role. I picked and want Regina King to win. Ooh. I love Regina King so freaking much. She's so talented. It's her time. It's her time. I love all of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, is it uh, Regina King's time? Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Alexis. Yes, um, I love all of these people as well. Um, I want Rachel Vice to win oh, because I love. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like kind of partial to her. Um, but I, and not that I don't want Regina King to win, but I think she will win. I think Regina King will win. But you want Rachel Weisz to win? Yes. Okay. Steve-o. Um, I want Regina King to win, uh, much like you said, Wes. I think, it, I think it's her time. She's been giving us great performances for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, I think Amy Adams will win. Uh, just seems to be what she does. Yeah. The lady wins awards. 
She's pretty much, I've never seen her win for not deserving an award. And she was pretty damn great in Vice. One Regina King, I think Amy Adams has got it on lockdown. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, historically, Academy voters for supporting, and things are changing. Yeah. Um, historically, supporting winners tend to be actors who've put in a ton of work and not really been recognized before. Good point. I will be fairly surprised if it's a big name like a Rachel Weiss or a Weiss. Um, See, though, but she should win because she got robbed for The Mummy all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? You know, but she, Rachel Weiss is. Has she won a, an actress award or no? I really don't know. I'll let Alexis look it up. If anything, yeah. maybe Constant Gardner? But Amy Adams has. Yeah. Right? And Emma Stone has. Yeah. I think Marina um, de Tavira, Tavira um, she from Roma, she's too new. So I don't think she'll, I don't think. I'd Crazier be, things have happened. You're right. I'd be real surprised though. Um, now, I said that. Yeah. I don't think that that rule is going to apply to supporting actor this year. But. Hmm. It's, it's, it's good to point out. Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. It's good to point out. But, you know, they're, they're starting to break some of those stereotypes with. Oscar voting, you know, used, the most common um, occupation for um, a, a a best actress character to have is waitress. I think that's starting to change. Wow! You know, I think that was like the most palatable thing for uh, viewers to like understand working women as waitresses, but they had a hard time understanding them as like CEOs or yeah, you know, people in power. Um, and then I think stuff like that's starting to change. Do you want to know how I'm going to know ahead of time who's actually going to win actress in a supporting role? Who's that? You looked at the... I'm going to go to Target the day before the Oscars. Yeah. And who, whatever actress I see that's nominated shopping at my Target, she's going to win. Yeah, has that happened in the past? It happened with Viola Davis. It's going to happen again. I'd lose my mind if I saw Viola Davis. <laughs> I saw her coming out of Target the <laughs> day before the Oscars, and I was like... I love Viola her. Davis. I'm not going to crowd her, but that's cool. Tomorrow's with the Oscars, and here she is out just having a shop. I'm like, I'm like a fanboy uh, sure. for Viola Davis. I don't know why. I just, I think she's so fucking talented. Yeah, she's just like, she's smart. She's passionate. She seems like a, a decent human being. She loves her family, and she's so talented. Yes, it's yeah. stupid how talented she is. Nothing wrong with being a fan of such a person. I almost feel like there's no reason anybody should be that talented. I know. Mm. Uh, so it's unfair for the rest of us. Rachel Weiss has only won for the Constant Gardener. That's what I thought. Constant. So yeah, so Constant Gardener. Yeah, we got La La Land. So, so, and like I said, I think Marina de Tavaria Tavira is too new. So that to me leaves me with besides the fact that I think it's her time and yeah, you know, clearly she's um, she's been winning other awards for it anyway. So yeah. Um, Regina King. Regina King. Ooh. All right, supporting did actor. Get, did we get Alexis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was the middle one. She okay. said Rachel Weiss. But oh, Regina yes. King will win. But Regina King will win. Right. She wants Rachel Weiss. All right. Actor. Uh, supporting actor. Alexis, you get to go first. This was so hard. Interesting. Um, it, it really was a challenge for me because um, I've seen every single film. Mm -hmm. And... I loved so many of them. Um, I don't. I don't think Sam Rockwell will win, um, and I don't really want him to. And like he won last year, <laughs> you know. Give but see, that's another chance. example of like a dude who's like put in a lot of work. Yeah. And like, 
been kind of mm-hmm. not really given his due, and then all of a sudden, bam, they give right. him an award. And I think last year he his, won best his award, actor, right? Uh, supporting. supporting actor. Oh, supporting. It was also supporting. It was, a, it was a, an ensemble. Three awards. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he won best. His, that was well deserved. This one, I don't think over the others um, should happen. Sure. Um, Adam Driver did a great job. I don't think that this was like the one. It's great, but it doesn't blow you away, right? Right. Yeah. It's just a dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Adam Driver, but that just just, just not my dude. not my choice. It was really hard to choose between Richard Grant. Mm-hmm. I think he is fantastic, um, and I, I mean, I love him in everything I've seen him in. He's adorable. <laughs> He's so charming and like kind of awkward. Yeah. Um. Uh. So that was like I put a little heart next to his name because it's not what I chose, but yeah. I still am enamored. I thought Sam Elliott was fantastic in A Star Is Born. Um. Wonderful. Like. Um, deep character, deep role had so many levels to it. You believe him when he's like puts his kind of like cards out on the table. You like really believe what he's saying. Yes. However, I want and think that Mahershala Ali will win for Green Book. Oh, he Mm -hmm. gets both your votes. He does. All right, Steve. I like you're next. Um, I think Mahershala Ali will win. Uh, he won for Moonlight, did he not? He did. And that was supporting. Supporting. I think he's probably going to win for Green Book. I think Adam Driver should win. Interesting. I like that, though. Um, I have very little reasoning for either of my choices. Hmm. I just, those are just the predictions I'm going with. I think Driver should. I think Ali will. Oddly enough, Ali is nominated for a movie... Where he hires a driver. <laughs> so there's that. Just throwing that weird coincidence out there. Um, I chose and believe Mahershala Ali will win. Mm. Um, that's what I was saying. It sort of breaks. So like two years ago, he was that guy who was in a lot of small things and put in a lot of work and didn't really get his due. And then like, and then they gave him the award. I think this year, I think he's going to also win again. Um, I think... Uh, uh, Sam Elliott was so good. He really was. <laughs> I think what I think what prevents Sam Elliott in my mind from getting the award is he wasn't in the movie enough. Mm. I think if he'd been featured a, a little bit more, I think it'd be easier to like. But if anybody was going to surprise me, I feel like it would be Sam Elliott. Yeah. Although I think people really like Richard E. Grant right now because he's so adorable and like the whole Barbara Streisand story and like did you see that whole thing? I didn't. So. When he was, like, younger, he sent Barbara Streisand a fan letter, and she just discovered it, like, and wrote him back. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, she was like, we loved your movie, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And he was, like, super adorable about wow. it. Um, and his response to, like, finding out he was nominated is oh, so adorable. Oh, that was so charming. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Also, Richard E. Grant, frankly, kind of should win after his work in Warlock. Back in the early 90s. But I get it. They've Sometimes I'm just like, what is wrong with you? They've in for 20-some years. I do like the idea of Sam Elliott winning and then the commercials being able to say, and starring Oscar winner Sam Elliott, the man who killed Adolf Hitler. I know, I can't wait for that. And then, and then the Bigfoot. Big I can't wait for that. I'm going to watch the hell Have you not seen that? that? No. <laughs> He's got a movie coming out called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. And that's what it's about. 
That's what it's about. It's going to be so awesome. And then the Bigfoot? And then the Bigfoot. You know, what a Bigfoot, like a Sasquatch? Like he's oh. the guy who killed Hitler, and then they ask him to go kill Bigfoot. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so Weird. great. Oh, I'm going to watch that so many yeah, times. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, okay, moving on to actor. Is this our last category? No, we're no. still going to director. Okay. An actress and... An actress. Geez, Steve. Sexist. <laughs> Look, I live in the future, all right? Uh, Steve. Yes. I picked you to start this because I thought you would uh, most be appropriate to say what you're about to say. Oh, how could you ever possibly predict <laughs> what I'm about to say about this category, Wes? Go ahead, Steve. You act like we've been friends for years and you know exactly what I'm about to bring up. And that's the fact that I want... Bohemian Rhapsody's Rami Malek to win. Mm -hmm. I feel like he did an absolutely wonderful job of being a very likable, very funny Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. Did a great job of singing and or lip syncing whenever he had to. And I just love the dude. I've loved him since uh, the first thing I saw him in, which was probably, and this is going to sound crazy, Need for Speed. I don't think it was the very first thing I saw him in, but it was the first thing I watched where I remember thinking like, who is this guy? I like what he's doing. Night at the Museum. The rest me. of the movie was Need for Speed, but, you know. Yeah, Night at the Museum when he was the Pharaoh. Yeah. I heard a, a funny interview where somebody was like, you know, blah, 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 and how'd you get... And he's like, really, I think um, I was Egyptian, and so they cast me to play the Pharaoh. And I thought that was a funny answer. <laughs> That's right, he takes his clothes off in Need for Speed. Yeah, he, he, when he quits his job, yeah. he walks out of the office naked just to make sure he can never get hired again. And I thought that was hilarious. But I think he should win, and I think Rami Malek will win. And keep your ears open for Blackout, starring Rami Malek. And? Groundbreaking new podcast coming and soon. featuring? Co-starring Steve Moulton. There you go. What, what happened? Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Erase that part. Dwayne, erase that part. No, don't do it, Dwayne. Uh, okay, so uh, next I picked Rami Malek to win. I want cool. Rami Malek to win. Yeah. I, I thought, I can't think of a better performance. These guys are great. But man, Rami Malek was so yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I've heard some criticism. People are like, "Oh, you're just doing an impersonation." And I think I used to feel that way. Like, I, like when Jamie Fox won for Ray, I was kind of like, I think maybe because I'd seen Jamie Fox do Ray so much, like on Living Color and stuff. True. True. Um, but <sighs> there's something to be said. Like, you can't discount somebody because they're able to look like someone. They st he still gave an amazing performance. Right. And I. I wish the movie had been more true. I'd feel even more strongly about it if the movie had been more true. And they'd given him a little bit more to work with. Um, but knowing that they didn't, incredible performance. Alexis, you go. I loved Rami Malek. That's who I want to win. Yes. I was first introduced to him on the Gilmore Girls. Oh, Gilmore yeah. Girls? Huh? He was in... Jane, oh, I just forgot. <clears throat> he was in the church group. Yeah, uh, I never watched. Uh, oh, apparently was, I gotta watch Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. It's such a good show. And he was like <laughs> little Rami Malek, <laughs> like Aww. I think teenage Rami Malek. Um, little Rami. And no, I think that he embodied the character. Um, I, I I think he did a fantastic job because it's really hard to tell the story about a person's life and be able to walk and talk like them. Um, like, there wasn't a moment... Yes, I knew that it was Rami Malek, but there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, what's Rami Malek doing right now? Right. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. more of, of the character. Um, 
but <laughs> I oh, I really don't like talking badly about actors. Oh no. But I did not like Bradley Cooper. Oh You didn't like him in the movie? Oh, I found him very moving. There was a scene where he was supposed to be sobbing and his eyes weren't even wet. Oh. That the one the one when he's like apologizing? I like that scene a lot. I was pulled out of it. Hang on, there's an apology in this movie? Yeah. I'm out of here. It's yeah. a great scene. I like the scene a lot. It's, it's interesting because that's the scene that they've been promoting for the Oscars. I know. And I don't... I mean, I... I want to go back and watch and look for it, that now. It just wasn't my favorite. Um, he did a lot of work. I think he did a great job. It just wasn't my favorite character. Let's talk about this uh, off podcast sometime. Okay. I, I think it's an interesting... I have questions, but I don't think it's... Steve hasn't seen the movie, and I don't think we need to get into it right <laughs> <I'm> now. <Steve. laughs> um, however, I think that Christian Bale will win. Oh, interesting. I do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will. So you want Rami Malek to win. You think Christian Bale is going to win. Yes. I wouldn't be terribly surprised just because of like all the work Christian Bale puts in. I think people like to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't he have two wins? The fighter? He's the fighter. And but I believe he has one more. Did he win for uh, American Psycho? No. No, but he won wow, for something surprising. more recent. And, uh, and I, I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody that has three. Was it Big Short? He didn't win for Big Short. He might have. He might have won for Big Short. Okay. It would have been a supporting actor. Yeah. But I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody that's got... Any actor that's got three Oscars. Any actor that... Any living actor that has three Oscars? How many does Anthony Hopkins have? One. 48, Two. but he's a clone. <laughs> okay. You say so. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. Best actress. Apparently I'm starting this one. Oh. Um, I hadn't seen some of these movies. Um, but I picked and want Glenn Close to win. I love Glenn Close. I've always loved Glenn Close. Uh... I feel like she has like a, almost like an unlikely story. Mm. A little part of me wants Olivia Coleman to win just because I like Olivia Coleman, um, and the few things I've seen from the favorite, she looks incredible. I just like Glenn Close, <laughs> so <laughs> ultimately, um, I really liked the girl in Roma. I thought she was excellent. Um, the, knowing some of the things, like kind of how she went through that, like they didn't, she didn't know about things that were going to happen until they were shooting them. Oh, wow. Um, did you see the movie? Wasn't this her first no. film? Uh, like her first acting? Maybe, I don't know. Did you, you saw it, though, right? I saw parts of it. I wasn't able to see all of it. Oh. So there's a, there's a really great scene. So she worked with that, the actual woman that the movie's based on. Oh, wow. Um, and, like, talked to her and, like, got information and stuff. But um, she really kind of only got that stuff as they were about to film it. Wow. And there's a really, like... It's emotional very impactful scene in the film which I won't say what it is um, she did not know what was going to happen in the scene until they shot were shooting the scene wow. she found out in scene holy moly um, and apparently it like really affected her as an actress like it wow. affected her after the fact this is the only thing she's done wow yeah, well, yeah she's 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 really incredible. great incredible uh I do not want... This is mean. I don't know. I shouldn't say this. 
I don't want Lady Gaga to win. Oh. I, I just am like, I feel like she's kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say she's full of herself, but like, she doesn't seem genuine to me. She doesn't seem, she did a fine job in the movie, I guess. Um, <laughs> I like the movie a lot. There's, there's so much I love about the movie. But like, this is about not just the performance, but recognizing like the work that people put into stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't seem genuine about anything she says off, you know, behind the scenes and interviews and stuff. So I just can't, I can't root for her. Um, and I didn't see the Melissa McCarthy movie. Mm. I would say it's very good. Look, some of us don't get screeners like you guys. <laughs> uh, I like the pecs. I don't get many screeners. I share. I try not. Well, black somebody told me that they stolen. were going. Somebody told me that they were going to let me watch them. So I didn't. I didn't put out a call to other people because I was told that. I, yeah. And it's not <laughs> their fault. It's circumstances happened that prevented us from being able to do that. But yeah. um, I understand. It is what it is. Okay, Alexis. I. And then you. I'm, I'm, I was, was torn. I was torn between two wands. <laughs> yeah. Holding for La Cucaracha. So you think, so that's telling us that you're going to say Roma. (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the views and opinions expressed by Weizenhofer do not necessarily reflect those. Look, I live in a largely Hispanic neighborhood, and the fact that La Cucaracha just played outside and somebody who is in a movie that takes place in Mexico, I mean, that's kind of funny. Um, Take a step back from that whole statement. I was torn between wanting Melissa McCarthy and Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy did a really fantastic job. I am a very big fan of hers and have also watched her since she was on Gilmore Girls. Oh, Gilmore Girls. Whoa. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Does she fall down in any comedic way in this film? No. I don't Thank think God. so. No, it's a serious no, film. No, I know, I know. It's just, I, I have this thing about. Slapstick? Not slapstick, just Rat like balls? that. They just fall on that on Melissa McCarthy and everything she's in. They make her fall down for. They find a way to make her fall down because they think it's humorous. And I just like it's funny once or twice, but it's not funny every movie. Yeah. yeah. No, this this look didn't... at you, Sandra Bullock. Ooh, all about Steve. <laughs> um, no, I think she did a really wonderful job embodying the character. Yeah. Uh, and really staying true. I've not seen her perform like that. It's great. Um, it's, s- it's nice to see her as a straight character. Right. Did she St. Vincent? No. With Bill Murray? No. I did see that. She's really good in that, too. They're both good in that. Oh, okay. I need to see that. It's not as big a role, though. It's a more, like... She's like a mom. Like, she's not... She's playing a more, like, kind of normal, everyday person. Okay. And it has nothing to do with the musician St. Vincent. Okay. Or the saint. No. St. Vincent. <laughs> well... Well, I love right. well, the performer. Yeah, she's great. Um, I also really love Olivia Coleman. Uh, I thought she did a really fantastic job in The Favorite as such a like boisterous, like adult child. Kind of mm. by kind of a bipolar performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. In like in a, a great split way. second, it was yeah. so like one of my favorite parts in that from her was when she, there was some like child guard whatever it's in the trailer and she's like yeah. yeah she's like did you just look at me and he's like no and she's like look at me how dare you <laughs> I love that so much she she 
definitely got to play yeah. in that. So I loved that. However, I believe that Glenn Close will win for the wife. So wait, which was your want? I was torn. Now you had to pick one. Okay. I can't, I can't give you, or, or you get no points at all for the want. Fine, Olivia Coleman. Okay. Olivia Coleman wants. Make sure you have, well. make sure you have both things picked for every category. I do. Because I can't score you if there is no <laughs> thing picked. I'll just put a heart next to Melissa McCarthy. There we go. All okay. Right. All right, last two guys. Hey, I didn't get to name my actresses. You didn't? Oh, you're sorry, Steve. Jiminy <laughs> Jiminy. Go ahead, Steve. What you got for us? I think Lady Gaga is going to win. Oh, I'm so surprised. Ooh. She's a superstar. I think most of the voting body is probably just going to be like, I know who she is. Vote. But how can she win if 99 people don't believe in her and only one of them does? <laughs> she'll, I mean, she'll only get one vote. Ah, uh, that's funny. I know what that is in reference to. I understood that reference. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it. But no, I just, I think she's going to win. She's a super mega star. I think lots and lots of people want to see her accept an Oscar. Um, I didn't mark it. I think there's a really good chance that Yalitza Aparicio will win. She's not my should, but, uh. That's interesting. I think she stands a good chance. Mostly because of how sick Hollywood is, and they like to put a young girl way up on a pedestal for gross reasons. She's not that young. How young is she? She's twenties or thirties. Oh, she looks thirteen. Uh, I think she's in her twenties or something. Well, then maybe she won't win. But she's I think ninety-three. I think the yeah. creep factor <laughs> in it. I think the the creep factor that exists in Hollywood might equal a win for her. My should is a- Melissa McCarthy. I almost called okay. her Alyssa McCarthy just now. <laughs> I think Melissa McCarthy should win. I would love it if she won. I think Lady Gaga will win. And though it scores me absolutely no points at all, the girl from Roma just might win. I mean, what? Tatum O'Neill? Oh. Anna she, Paquin? She's not young like she's that, though. Girl. <laughs> but she's young and... Never heard of enough that there's a chance. How old is Lady Gaga? She might win. Lady Gaga She's is like 30, 33, uh, okay. 32. I don't know. Um, You're a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. I'm aware of the weirdos that exist in Hollywood and all the weirdo creeps, all the old weird creeps who get to vote for the Oscars. Okay. I'm throwing. I'm watch I'm that movie and then we'll have there. this conversation again. Okay. Putting it out there. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on to best director. Alexis, you go first. I want Yorgo Lanthimos to win for the favorite. Okay. Just because uh, you love the movie and you thought he did a good job. And yes. Anything particularly stand, stand out directing wise that. Um, gosh. Ooh, hi, Steve. <laughs> I, I just touched Steve's foot. Y'all play footsie over there? Yeah, sometimes. Aww. Um, I, I, I think that, I don't know, I like his directing style. It's okay to, like, not have a way to verbalize it, too. I mean, I can't verbalize that's it. That's okay. It, it's, it's because he just doesn't, can we swear? Yeah, of course. He oh, just yeah. doesn't fuck give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Mm. And, like, <laughs> um, and he likes to, to be weird for the sake of being weird. And sometimes that's too much for me, but I was like... He went there with this. And yeah. also, 
there is there are a few sex scenes that aren't grotesque and i feel that sex between women when it's directed by a man can be very overtly sexualized sure yeah and this wasn't cool and i appreciated that um um can I address something you said? Yes. You said something about, like, sometimes you have, like, weird for the sake of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever does that. No? I don't think in any of his stuff he ever does that. I think he always has a reason for why he does weird. <sighs> I think I think there's always a subtext. Maybe we don't always understand it. Yeah. Maybe it's something we can't understand it unless you listen to an interview with him or a mm. commentary or something. But I don't... He does not strike me as the type of director who does... Uh, Coen Brothers, yes. Yeah. This guy, I don't think he does weird for the sake of weird. I think he always has a reason. Okay. I can mm. I can see that. Because it's not like... Who, who did Isle of Dogs? Wes Anderson, yeah. He... I think he does. Absolutely. Do yeah. why, it's why weird. I have a problem with Wes Anderson and the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't like weird for the sake of weird. I want there to be a reason behind it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love The Lobster. Yeah. Which is just so, like different from everything else so and i felt like the favorite was very different sure i liked it um i thought black clansman was great however the ending just kind of i, I remember did you see black clansman yeah and you saw black clansman mm-hmm. at the end when they show the excerpts from what happened the year before yeah. last sure that was an interesting choice i don't think so you think it wasn't an interesting I mean, choice? I, think, I don't think it was... I, I think it was obvious. I thought it was an obvious choice. All right, all right. That, that like, nothing's changed? Well, yeah, it's, like, not just that nothing's changed, but, like, the willingness to, like, um, become open about it, which is, I think, like, sort of the thought behind Black Klansmen and people that were hiding, but they, they were starting to push themselves more in the public eye. And that cycle has reared its ugly head yeah. <clears throat> yet again. Um, and I think, and I think that's why I thought it was an obvious choice, and I thought it was very affecting to to put that in there as well. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. a reminder, like you sit through, and I think for most audiences, they don't necessarily think about that the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I think like to spend two hours in the seventies. And then just be brought back to right. today and reminded that this is still happening. Yeah. Um, or that it's happening mm-hmm. again, I think is um, a very affecting idea. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it was, in my opinion, just to me, um, kind of an obvious choice. Like, that's absolutely what I would have done, too. Yeah. I like to think. It obvious de- but necessary. It definitely... Like, I, I love Spike Lee. I think... <laughs> That makes you <laughs> He, I mean, he he goes there. <clears throat> it definitely made me feel weird mm-hmm. as a white woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I didn't really understand how to feel because, like, sure. yes, I'm angry, but what am I angry about? Mm-hmm. Am I angry about the fact that I'm white, or am I angry that all of this is happening? Is it both? How do I express that? Mm. So it it definitely like I love got the, me. I love that you have that feeling because I, I mean I I felt similarly. I felt that way about several movies this year. You know the Michael Moore documentary made, left me feeling like what now? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's astute observations. Yeah. I mean. Uh, um. Vice was. Vice was vice. <laughs> uh, I felt <clears throat> like it was. A little, I, I do like how 
we were talking earlier that it's like it like puts pieces together. Huh. It just kind of felt like a skit, a skit, a skit, a skit, a skit, no, a skit. Interesting. Okay. Um, so and like that was that was a style that's cool. Not my fave. I think Roma will win. Mm. I want the favorite to win. Gotcha. I think Roma will win. Very interesting indeed. <laughs> so we're talking about, just for what it's worth. Yes. Alfonso Cuaron for, for Roma. Yeah. Spike Lee um, for uh, Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Yorgos Lanthimos for uh, The Favorite. Adam McKay for Vice. Um, and Pavel Pavlo, Pavlovsky mm-hmm. uh, for Cold War. So it's just one of the, because on the ballots, yeah. they, the movie they put the movie titles instead of the... Act or the directors, which I think is weird, and I just wanted the listeners to know who we were talking about. Pretty weird ballot. Um, <laughs> Steve, what you got? I'd love it if Spike Lee could win. I'm not putting him down as my should because I just know I'm not going to get a point there. I'd love it. If he, <laughs> I'd, I'd love it if he could, but I think there's still plenty of racism in the voting body, oh, yeah. and this I think Black Klansman isn't going to get the votes it needs to win. My should, or rather what I really do want to win, is Adam McKay's Vice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Adam McKay to pieces. Um, He did, if I'm not mistaken, win for the big short, right? He won for that. Or did it win Best Picture? Or was it both? Uh, I think it won Best Picture. I don't remember if he won Best Director or not. So there is a chance that he might not win because he made a movie that is very much like a movie that already won an Oscar or two. Well, um, he did Spotlight also, right? And that one... No, did he direct Spotlight? Did he, did he Spotlight? No, Spotlight would have been a lot more enjoyable Who's Spotlight? Um, You're Rick, right. Spotlight probably would have been But I mean, it's... it's Rick Derringer? No, that's the guy. He was a... He was a why, do I think, why do I think Adam um, McKay directed Spotlight? No. Maybe because it was Tom the ensemble. McCarthy. Tom McCarthy. McCarthy. Why would I think Adam? You're right. It would McKay, have been probably McCarthy. more. But like, even if if Adam McKay had that, I don't think he would make it a fun film. No, but it. Would but he been, might not have done it in the first. But place. it would have been easier to get through. Right. I mean, the most exciting moment in Spotlight, as important as that story is to be told, the most exciting moment is a guy running to his neighbor's house. <laughs> okay. And everything else about that movie is like, hey, we're in this office talking still, huh? But very important subject matter, absolutely needed to be made. All right, anyway, I'm sorry, I got us on the wrong topic here. Vice, I would love it if Vice won, just because I love Adam McKay so much, and I really do think Vice has a pretty good chance of winning. But I think what will win is Roma. Alfonso Cuaron's Roma, I think, is going to win. Having not even seen it, I've just got a feeling that's what's coming in first place. Hmm. Uh, okay, so. I also picked Roma to All win. Right. I also want it to win. <clears throat> I think when a director makes something like super personal, I think it tends to give it a leg up over other things. Yeah. Not that like Black Klansman isn't personal for Spike sure, Lee, right. but I mean this is the, Roma's from this guy's life. Right. Yeah. Um I also want it to win because I think like I said before, I think it'll win cinematography. And it'll be the first time that a director has won cinematography and director. Whoa. Um, if this happens. So it would be historic, which would be kind of cool to see. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance that Spike Lee could pull out. I think I think there's a lot of people that are saying, kind of like with um, Regina King, I think there's a lot of people saying it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time for Spike Lee. Yeah. 
Yeah. Has he not won? No, like, there's a, do you remember, like, um, Kim Basinger on stage at the Oscars presenting and is like, she basically pulled a, a Kanye and was like, do the right thing, should have, should have won the award. Wow. Yeah. It I don't was remember a, that happening. It was a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I think it's, I think it's, it's a good chance. I mean, it's definitely time for Spike Lee to be recognized. Yeah. Um, whether this is the film, I don't know that it can beat Roma. Mm. Um, just because, like I said, I think it's so personal. Mm-hmm. But, um. But wouldn't you also say that Black Klansman is personal to him? Even though it's not, like, about his But life. in a different way. Yeah. In a different way. I think it's, I think it's the thing that he's been, been talking about and fighting for, for his entire career. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong at all. Um. But I think that, um, like, these, Roma, these people opened up their hearts. They, like, cut themselves open and, like, threw it on a table and, like, I don't know. It's so, um, um, real. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that, like, Black Klansman's sort of, like, based on a real thing, but it's done in such a sensationalized way that it does. It feels like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Roma doesn't really feel like a Hollywood movie. It feels uh, not like a documentary, but it it, it just feels more natural. Mm. And I think um, I think that'll be more striking to the voters. Mm. And that's one why I liked it so much. Um, there's so much to be said. I, and there's some there's some stuff that I would really like to talk about with Roma, but you two haven't seen the whole thing, so <laughs> I can't really t- I can't really ruin it. Um, but there's some, there's just some stuff in there that just like, I don't know. It just, it's really moving and shocking, and yeah. it surprised me in a few moments. It really did. All right, last one. We've made last it. Last category. Best picture, Steve. Whoa, I have to go first. It's Steve, <laughs> me, then Alexis. Alexis gets the last word. A lot of dead air. Well, I'm trying to gather my thoughts because I think it should, I think it will win. I don't exactly think it should win. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's funnier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. Don't exactly think it should, but I just plain think it's going to. I'm just... Basing this on the fact that sometimes that which wins best picture really isn't the best picture of that year. Hmm. But sometimes it wins. I mean, look at Ordinary People. Did Ordinary People really deserve best picture in 1981 or whatever? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that which is not actually the best picture does win because of popularity. I think Vice... Should win. I think Bohemian Rhapsody will win. Interesting. There you have it. I mean, I'm literally just gambling right now. (laughs) I'm literally just... I'm watching a horse race and I'm thinking like... I'm trying to think of like... As much as I love Bohemian Rhapsody, it's not best picture. But I really think it will win. For the sake of discussion, I'm trying to think of movies that I feel like won just because they were popular. Should Shape of Water have won best... Picture. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was a popularity contest in Shape of Water's place. Okay. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people who thought genuinely thought that that movie was the best picture, and I thought it. I wouldn't have picked it personally. I picked something else. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not surprised at all because it it was very deserving. 
I, I don't think it was like worse than any of those other ones. Okay. Like I don't think there was any other movie that deserved it more. There are movies that I liked more, more, I guess in the terms of popularity, things I liked more. But I don't think Shape of Water was the most popular. There was a lot of people that I think um, thought that they borrowed or stole from other mm, films too much. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that I would call that the most popular film. Okay. I certainly don't think it was the most popular film last year. All right, all right. Should Braveheart have won Braveheart's Best Picture? Pretty good. <laughs> what did it go up against? I don't think Braveheart did win. Didn't Fargo actually win that? Oh, year? I don't know. Well, that <laughs> maybe they were they were neck year. and neck. Was it like ninety five or something. I don't. Know. Should Lethal Weapon Four have won? Lethal <laughs> <Best Picture? laughs> Weapon Four most definitely did not win. I mean, can you think of one that's like a popular film that won? The only, the closest I can think of is um, uh, Return of the King. Return of the King. Right. Right. That's right. The, but. Oh, but glad I you, glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if I would consider that because it was popular, but because of you know, like sometimes I think the Academy wants to recognize. Like we talked about like the work that was put right. into something, and because the other ones hadn't won, right? I think they were like, this is the culmination of this like epic thing this guy did to right. make film, and it pushed film forward in a lot of ways, and so they recognized it in that sense. So I don't know that even that was even about a popularity thing. So much as like trying to recognize what it did for pushing entertainment forward. Yeah, um, but understandable. Uh, yeah, because didn't Return of the King win like eleven? It won a crazy number. It didn't sweep everything, but it won a. Maybe it was number. nominated for eleven. It I was, have the number eleven. It was up there with like Titanic for wins, I think. Right. So. Right. I think Titanic was a popular. But not. But it wasn't. It didn't win because it was popular. It like what did what did Titanic go up against? Um, Starship Troopers. Stop. Uh, Same here. Uh, the prequel know. to Wild Things. Um, and uh, like, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say without knowing what the other films were. Yeah. But like, again, like technological achievement. Um, it was a huge, massive risk that the studio didn't believe in. Right. Um, you know. And then it was. It was an absolute gigantic success. I mean, think about this. Leonardo DiCaprio was not a household name at the time. Not no. really. His his probably most popular things were Gilbert Grape, which had been years prior. Yeah. Um and three. maybe Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. But like that oh, was yeah. like a teen thing, right? Like yeah. I, I kind of generally I don't think people had cared about Bas Lerman at that time, right? No, not really. No. So Critters um, three. Critters three. Critters three. Yeah. Say it out loud. Growing pains. Growing pains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Basketball diaries. So I mean, it's like again without knowing what. Yeah. Films, but. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know if there's. It's, I'm hard pressed to think of a movie that won because it was popular. All right. All right. In the animated category, maybe. Yeah. Well, those are my picks. I think Bohemian Rhapsody will win. I think Vice should win. Have either of you named your picks yet? Not yet. I, no. I want to talk the best picture. One more thing I want to bring up with the popular thing. Yeah. Here's why I don't think that works. Okay. The Academy's been talking about this last year adding a most popular category. Oh, yeah, true. So if the most popular things were winning, they wouldn't create that category. Fair. Huh. Fair point. But I don't know how they're going to judge that anyway. So they can judge that by box office dollars because then it's just who made the most money. Right. And then it's going to be Disney and Warner Brothers every year. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going next. I picked Roma. 
for both. <laughs> oh, could or will end what? Should end, yeah. Should end. I want would. it to win, and it will win. Um, you got it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, it's also a really interesting situation where it was nominated for foreign language and oh, wow. best picture, so it has the possibility of winning both of those. I think Roma's going to be a big winner at the Academy Awards. I um, that little piece of me wants Black Panther. The comic book side of me wants Black Panther to win. But That'd be I, incredible. I just That'd I don't think it's a better film than Roma, so I can't say I want it to really. Um, and uh, because it's, I don't think it's a better film. Like I can't say it. It will. I think. I think the Roma has just so much juice behind it. Um, I will eat my hat if Bohemian Rhapsody wins the best picture. I, I Alexis, think. Could you make him a uh, some kind of I think, made sure. of food? I think I think Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody has no chance in hell of winning best picture. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna just go real big on that. Um, I liked the movie a lot. I think there's too much wrong with the film. I think the Academy knows there's too much wrong with the film. Um, the Golden Globe, I think, is a joke for that. Um, the Green Book winning Best Comedy or Musical and Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Drama explains perfectly what's wrong with the Golden Globes. Yeah. How, how is it a comedy? Well, and how is that a comedy or musical? I, I think they went musical on that because he plays music in the movie. They don't understand what a musical is. Right. right. It's definitely not a comedy. <laughs> no. And, but then Bohemian Rhapsody, which is... Filled with music right. and performances. And pretty darn funny. And pretty funny. I think more comedy than drama right. for the most part mm -hmm. with with the manufactured drama set aside. Right. Um, I Teenagers think, are not going to bang their heads in cars to this song. Yeah. I think I think that I, I'm, I'm going to be shocked if Bohemian Rhapsody wins. Yeah. I just floored. You're probably 100% right. No, well, Something just tells me that's... I did, I did not win Best Picture last year. I did not... Correctly predict that last year, so fair enough. Who knows? All right, Alexis. Okay, this is your turn. Um, for best picture, I did not pick Vice because <laughs> oh, she starts like that, like so backwards. Um, I like to add some suspense, you know. Uh, okay. Um, because commonly comedies do not get chosen. Oh, okay. They they get. Nominated, but they don't win. Okay. Uh, so it's great that they got nominated, but I don't think that out of the others... If this was 60 years ago, it'd be different. Whoa. 60? 60, yeah. 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 Um, a Star is Born, I don't feel like a remake should... A double remake. A quadruple. At least. Quadruple? Uh-huh. I think there are four or it's five the others. One. It's the fourth one. Um, wow. Yeah. Also, I found it to be incredibly, um... Tarp. What? Misogynistic. Tarp. <laughs> uh, misogynistic. I, w I really wanted to talk, kind of wanted to talk about that. But, yeah. like, because I'm so conflicted about that, mm -hmm. the misogyny in the film. Because on one but hand... But Lady Gaga. I know. <laughs> uh, on one hand, I, like, I don't... I think that's sort of, like, part of the point, right? Like, the, like overcoming the things that are wrong with you and like understanding that sometimes you love somebody and you have to like love those things too and help them work through it. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I'm really conflicted about it because I recognize the misogyny, but also like conflicted because I like what they're saying about that. So it's just as a woman talk the, about the it. The fact I mean, that, you know, he 
meets her, immediately starts like taking off her eyebrows. Changing her immediately. Cha- yeah. But, but also telling, I mean, I'm, I'm torn in that one because, yes, he, he doesn't want her to like be making herself up. So it's like, oh, just look like yourself. But also telling her that what she's doing is wrong. Yeah. And then basically tells her, oh, don't go to your job. Just fly out to this thing and, oh, by the way, you're going to sing this song, but I haven't really... But isn't that the point? Isn't isn't the point though like so so this is my argument and I don't know yeah, yeah. that this correct I don't know, um, but isn't the point that he does all of these things to change her that are these like superficial like protective things that one they show she doesn't need, mm-hmm. but two the change that she that she what changes he makes in the film are not superficial like. There's this dichotomy between what they're doing for each other and, like, isn't that, like, kind of meaningful? But then she ends up going back and changing herself because that's what the producers want her to do. Mm. Like, her manager, like, makes her become someone different. But So it's kind of like, what was the point of But what changing? happens at the end, without giving away, like, I don't feel like the ending is reflective of that. I think that's reflective of, like leading into the last act, but right. not reflective of how the film ends. I felt like it was a very predictable film as well. It's very predictable film. I'll give you that for sure. The moment that her producer yells at him, I knew I even turned yeah. to Jeff and I was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely predictable. Uh, it's okay. You're fine. You're good. You're good. He, Steve <laughs> has his ears plugged. Um, uh, so. Yeah, I, I... Yeah. It just... It I'm a, I'm more like story. I'm more interested like in the um the thing that's making me makes me feel conflicted about it, which is what, sort of the misogyny thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen a lot of people talk about that, like um like sort of how how sexist it is, mm-hmm. and like on one hand I get it, <laughs> like like logically I get it, thematically like I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they wanted to try and like convey this sort of realistic thing. But I found it to be incredibly unrealistic. Interesting. Um, it, so, uh, being, you guys were giving each other the middle finger a being, lot. <laughs> being yeah. in a being, um, I think everybody's uh, probably uh, lives are different. Mm-hmm. So I think from my experience, um, what experience I've had with people who are. Um, addicts and um, uh, rock stars, uh, mental illness, mm-hmm. that stuff going on. Um, I liked what the film had to say. In that respect, yes. I I feel like they they covered addiction in a in a good way, and and but like how she rose to fame. Well, that's not like, not believable at all. <laughs> like, that's. That. Well, although, you know, there there may be something to be said about the age of YouTube, you know, like, I mean, people get, like, look at Yodel Kid, Yodeling Kid, like, I mean, he's not to the level that she is in the film, but like, he, you know, somebody videotaped him yodeling in like a Target or something or a Walmart, oh, and like, he's on Ellen and stuff and doing tours and shit now. Wow. Like, that's... That's what's that? A flash in the pan. Yeah, maybe or maybe he'll maybe you know we won't hear from him for twenty years and he'll come back and he's like a huge star again. I don't know, right. but like, I'm just saying that I, you know, 
I understand and to some extent agree with what you're saying. I also am open to the idea that like, man, in this day and age, we don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's true. so much that's just like the internet changed everything. Everything. I hate it. I hate <laughs> well, it sometimes. Isn't there some, In entertainment. Isn't like, there some big movie that's directed by a guy who was pretty much all YouTube before? Bo Burnham. No, no, no. There's something else though. What the heck is it called? I'll find it. Real but I mean, quick. I mean, that was Bo. I mean, Bo Burnham got famous from YouTube. Did he? Yeah. That's what he was posting to YouTube. I got, thought he was mostly stand up and then YouTube. He did, started his stand up stuff on YouTube. Oh, weird. Justin Bieber is YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. So is Selena Gomez. Right, I think we were talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so uh, I thought Disney discovered her like at birth. That's what I, I thought it was Disney too. But or, I, oh, I'm saying I'm the wrong. wrong. Ar- Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Sorry. Actually, it's Grandy. <laughs> Did you know that? Is it? So I watched an interview with She's her. She's Italian. And I, and, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was watching an interview with her, and they were like, when she was engaged to Pete Davidson, they were like, oh, are you going to change your name? Da, 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 da. And they referred to her as Ariana Grande in the, in the thing. And she's like, you know, I've thought a lot about it, but I think it's really important to keep the Grandy name. And she says Grandy twice in the mm. thing. And I was like, interesting. Interesting. Uh, that's nothing to do with Best Picture. <laughs> uh, um, here, sorry, to get back to it. You were, yeah, um, talking about how much you hate Star is Born. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, Green Book was great. Uh, I don't think that it was the best. I loved The Favorite. Um, But out of these, also not the best. Love Bohemian Rhapsody so much, but it was so historically incorrect that I cannot fathom why it would would win Best Picture. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to have a story about a human's life, don't change it. Sure. Especially one that's fairly recent and super researchable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that like what I the, mean? the fact that, you know, you've both seen it? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he goes to his um, band and, tells and comes out saying that he has AIDS, and that's why he'll do the, the concert. Right. He didn't say that he had AIDS until months right. after. And they didn't break up. They right. didn't, no, they took a break. They like all agreed. They kept writing music together yeah. while they were on the break. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that they yeah. like added this weird drama they to added... make the story more interesting. See, you want to talk about a predictable movie. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, it follows the same pattern as Walk the Line, Ray, yeah. any any music biopic. Uh, they it, want to change it. They, they, it's always about misunderstood genius artist alienates his friends gets really really humble crawls back to them and apologizes mm-hmm. and then they go do their big show yeah every single one of them does Eddie this. and the cruisers okay <laughs> <laughs> um and, and and the the guy his like manager the Irish dude oh yeah that like pulls him and then he's the one that outs him mm-hmm. yeah he didn't do it on television Littlefinger Littlefinger? Right. Was that his name? No, no. He was one of the good guys the whole way through. He was a manager, right? But the dude, manager. That he, the, the dude that Littlefinger introduced him to, the one that wound up, wound up pretty much getting Freddie on the drugs and all that. Yeah. And, oh, that guy. And mm-hmm. pulling him away from the band. Yeah. He did it in a tabloid. Oh, really? Like, yeah. in a paper. It wasn't, like, yeah. broadcast. People weren't watching it on TV. It was just... Ugh. I had issue with that. I loved the movie, but it just was not... You know, Still, how about that Adam Lambert cameo? I, I've talked about this on the podcast, but I want to talk about my biggest issue with the film. Yeah. yeah. Is the party scene. That's actually my, more than the... The like, birthday party? When he, has, when he decides to just throw a party. When he has the crown oh, yeah. on. When he has the, yeah, he has the crown on and he has all the like 
cross-dressers. And, and he meets Jim. And he meets Jim, yep. Um, I don't like how they represent that scene. Yeah. Whether that was real or not, I don't know. It was um, real. That was real? Mm-hmm. So they represented the scene from the band's perspective as if Freddie's doing something wrong. Right. And it's the first time he's like, I'm me! And it's like, um, I I feel like you're not, you shouldn't, They first of all, there shouldn't have been sides. There shouldn't have been a band's side and his side. Right. Mm. Um, and the fact that they make you choose in the film um, as an active viewer, uh, it really, really bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. So... And then they add to the like. I can get I can get over the like manufactured thing. It, I mean, it bugs me a little bit, but like it's gonna happen. the movie's really really entertaining. I had such a good time watching the movie. I how do you not have a good time listening to this all the Queen songs and stuff, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And that last scene. Ugh. I found myself emotionally but, like on a roller coaster. Yeah. I, it was. But I was uncomfortable with that party scene. It makes me uncomfortable. And there's also the scene where he tells his wife that he's. Bye. And she tells him no. Right, which is not true. Well, mm. and it's really... Shh, that she never said that. It what a horrible message. Right? right. <laughs> like, 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 you can't be... You, you can't be bi, you have to, you have to choose. You have to be binary. Yeah, and, I have a lot of issues yeah. So, I, yeah. I'm with you. I don't think it's really... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I also think Black Klansman was fantastic. Um, but I, I'm just going to go there and say that I think... And and believe that Black Panther will win. I love I love that you picked that. I don't think you're right, but I love it. (laughs) I kind of be awesome again. A little piece of me kind of wants you to be right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the fact that like so many people that I've spoken to love Black Panther, and it's it's a it's a comic book, and it that might hurt it though, right? It probably will. Unfortunately, it probably will hurt it. The idea that a superhero movie... It's not a bad pick. I like your pick. Right, right, right. The I idea was, that a superhero movie is nominated is a huge shake-up. I was entertained and um, surprised and... Like, I, I think it, it tells a really interesting story about how... Growing up without a father can affect your life and how, like, one person's experience with it is so different from another's. Mm-hmm. Um... And how, like, family is so important and that you need to stick together. Have you heard Have you heard Michael B. Jordan talk about, like, having to go to therapy after doing this film? No. Oh, wow. Like, he's just, like, oh. he said he had, like, such a, he had to go to such a dark place that he's never been to before that, mm-hmm. like, he, ha- he had to seek help afterwards because it was, it was, like, killing him from the inside. Which is very important. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad that he spoke out about that yeah. because a lot of, a lot of men... I'm I'm like generalizing, but yeah. a lot of men don't Sexist. think that they should seek help right. because oh, just suck it up and right. and muster. It. So like the fact that he was able to talk about that, I think it's also really important for other other men to hear. Right. I mean, and kind of saying this is a white dude, but it's, right. I think it's also important for black people. I think they the black community, people of color, tend to um, Asian people as well. Like they 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 tend it's tend to be viewed as um, weak weak in their cultures and uh um so yeah i think it's important uh, not just important that he as a man spoke out about it as a black man yeah um that's actually one of the reasons why i loved like moonlight right it's mm-hmm. because it's like people gay people of color are one underrepresented and two not talked about especially in like a um 
uh, a more like low income uh, demographic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Wow. So that was an interesting pick. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally into it. So what are yours? You think Black Panther will win? And should win. And should win. Yes. Excellent. And I went Roma for both. What did you say for you? You split I yours. think Bohemian Rhapsody will, and I think Vice should. Mm. Cool. Well, so we're we're all we're all split up on this, which is great. Oh man, it is great. Was that our last category? That's our last category. I think I think I'm not going to do well this year. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> wait, wait a week. Wait a week. Watch the Oscars. What is it? Next uh, February 24th. Yeah. So February 24th belongs to Oscar. Anybody have anything they want to plug? I don't know. We don't really do that, but <laughs> um, your podcast thing or your your. Oh sure. If if you're if you're listening to this and you like podcasts, uh, feel free to become my eleventh listener. <laughs> Uh, and look for my other podcast, What You Been Up To. Oh, that's not uh, what I meant, but okay. But even more so... Uh, Rummy uh, Mouth thing. Plug that. I'm really not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to plug it even? You're not supposed to tell people to listen to something? We've been told to just like oh. keep it hush-hush. Even though it's been in the Hollywood Reporter. Is it not out yet? It's not out yet. Oh, okay. It's driving me crazy. All right. But just keep your ears open for a podcast starring Rami Malik, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Um, and also, uh, by the time you hear this... Go to your Showtime On Demand and watch Shameless, Season 9, Episode 11. Look for Steve yelling at a woman. Jeez. yell at a woman in it. Uh-oh. All right, Alexis, what do you got? Um, well, my podcast that my friend and I have worked on, we had to take a small hiatus. It's called I'm Not Weird, You're Weird. <laughs> uh, the It's at I-N-W-Y-W because... Gosh, otherwise it would just be so long to type. But um, we talk about obsessions oh. and destigmatizing them. We will be starting that back up very soon. Um, Prove so, it. Uh, you'll go and find it. <laughs> Whoa. So get ready. I'm not weird. You're weird. I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to plug. Nothing exciting. This this is it. You're listening to it already. So what else? what else is there to say, right? Oh, you know, okay, I'll plug something. Plug so it. last year I did 365 days, uh, 365 films. Wow. I finished it. I'm working on a project regarding it. I'm not going to talk about that. But this year I challenged myself to do um, something a little easier. So on Instagram, on the VTRT Movies Instagram, is yes. 365, a year of great cinematography is what, it is, what I'm calling it. So it's every day it's a different film. So it's 365 films throughout the year, a different shot. Um, from different movies. So I think yesterday's was Mad Max, Fury Road. Whoa. Screening at midnight soon. Okay. It's going to be a midnight screening very soon. And then uh, today's, I forgot what today's, oh, today's is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Never heard of it. Ooh, I have not seen it. (gasps) I know, I'm sorry, guys. Visually, like, special, stunning. All this Kubrick stuff really is. Barry Lyndon and Shining. Yeah. Even Eyes Wide Shut is, like, visually really interesting. But, so that'll do it for the Oscar podcast this year. Whoa. Congratulations, You've been listening to View the Right Thing with Wes and Steve. Oh, yeah, do you want to do Twitters? Special guest Alexis? Oh, should we plug Twitters? We usually do, but, I don't know, what's going on? Oh. You can if you want. Sure. Uh, My personal is Leccus, L-E-C-C-U-S. It's a nickname my mom gave me as a kid. Okay. My name is Alexis. Lekas. Cool. Right. 
What about your Instagram? Instagram is LexiLu711, because my birthday is on 7-Eleven, and oh, my grandpa gave me the nickname LexiLu. You get free much. Slurpees on your birthday every I year. I do. You That's also, cool. yeah. Free Slurpees on my birthday. Wow. Woo. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We have another buddy who's 7-Eleven. Yeah. Well, and yours, you're close to me. Harrison. Yeah. You're, you're That's at, right. So Steve's at the end of June, and mine and Steve's brother... Are both July sixth. His brother and my brother have the same birthday. Cancel babies. I mean, Isn't that weird? And I have prefer a not that. I have a, a nephew. <laughs> I have a nephew named Wes who's got my birthday. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Your brother's me. kid? No, but uh, like a super close friend. That would have been kid. interesting. An unofficial nephew, a non-blood nephew, as I always call him when I look him in the eyes <laughs> and I say, "You're my non-blood nephew," and we have the same birthday. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's creepy. As Big Steve Moulton. All right. What about our show? Our show is really we focus on Instagram. I don't do much on Twitter these days. No, uh, nobody does. But it's, both are at at VTRT movies. Nice. Uh, my Twitter though, uh, at movie hippo. Oh yeah. I, I I retweet pretty regularly. I'm pretty Sweet. I'm pretty active on Twitter. I retweet, do a few tweets. Eh, it's a little political these days, but <laughs> Twitter has literally become President Watch, and <sighs> that's kind of necessary. It's like. It's kind of necessary. Like, if you're on Twitter, stay on Twitter and retweet all the things that need to be said and retweeted. I'm moving away from Facebook. Yeah? Slowly but surely. Pretty much to communicate with you guys if it's late. Yeah. Like, I don't want to send text messages <laughs> late, but I feel like an instant message is, like, safer because yeah. probably not going to wake you up. Mine is set to zero noise. Yeah. And then, uh, I check in with my mom on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of think. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Dwayne, thanks again. Thanks, Listeners, you're awesome. Yay. Bon Cinema.